Mount Gox, Mount Gox, Mount Gox. The 150,000 Bitcoin payment that we are expecting to be released to creditors this year is now back in the news via this blog article, which says Mt. Gox creditors may finally start seeing their Bitcoins this month. And of course, this has caused a lot of fun in the market. It's caused a lot of stir on Twitter, as it always does when the Mt. Gox discussion comes up. So in today's show, I want to do a comprehensive overview of how I actually think the Mt. Gox payments to creditors will affect the market in terms of supply pressure and give you my opinion on whether this is something to be worried about do we think it can cause a potential Bitcoin dump or is that priced into the market? That is the main discussion I want to talk about today. And of course, before we get into all that stuff, I will give you a market update. And at the end, we will go through some altcoins and I'll give you my plan in terms of alt. So welcome everyone to the live stream. Smash the like button for being here bright and early for me. In America, it might be slightly late. I know it's also very late in Europe. So if you are in Europe, Thanks for hanging out with me um, so late at night. I'll try and make it worth your while because I think this video um, will be quite an important overview to help you guys contextualize where we sit with the Mt. Gox unlock because it does cause a lot of FUD and panic whenever these articles start to do the rounds. But I think there is some pretty reasonable explanations as to how um, the next few months and the next year will actually play out in practice. So before we get into all the Mt. Gox stuff, I want to start with a more generalized market update. And I showed you guys kind of my plans on yesterday's show in terms of where I see Bitcoin going. And to be honest, in the last 24 hours, nothing much has changed. We did get rejected off that key level at 23.7, um, which was expected after a couple previous failed attempts. We came down, we tested the 200 MA on the four hourly. You know that the 200 MA for me is a key indicator of momentum in the market. Um, this shows that the market is still slightly bullish, but it's starting to become more neutral. I actually did a sentiment check on my Twitter yesterday, and basically it was split opinion between bullish, bearish, and neutral. So I think you're getting a combination of like slightly bullish price action, at least, you know, over the last few weeks, in, but in tandem with slightly bearish macro news um, and some of the, you know, ETH Shanghai and the Mt. Gox FUD starting to circulate, which is making people like quite confused in this market. So in terms of short-term trading, um, I am not going to let myself get too uh, caught up in some of these longer-term events. I am more so looking at price action and trading based on price action. So with Bitcoin, clearly we have this key horizontal at 23.3. Uh, and then we also have the 200 MA on the four hourly that I am looking at. And then if we go over to the daily chart, um, it's a similar story. For now, we're range bound in this bigger range. We broke above the 200 MA, which is obviously bullish. Um, and we continue to exhibit what I would consider to be bullish price action, despite failing to break the 25K range. So right right now, there's no real reason to panic. I think once you break down um, below this, this 4 hourly 200 MA, then that is an indicator that maybe we should start shifting to more risk off. Obviously, we've gotten close a couple times. Let's wait and see how Bitcoin reacts in this area. But of course, that's short term. Uh, we'll get into all the Mt. Gox uh, long-term stuff in a second. Quick update on the stock market, which is something I touched on yesterday. I said um, this was looking like it was on the verge of breaking down. Thankfully for bulls, the price actually reclaimed back inside this diagonal trend. So we did see a breakdown um, on the four hourly. We actually saw two candle prints below the diagonal, and then we saw us push back up into that range. So essentially um, a fake out on the lower time frame. So this is good that the stock market managed to make a nice recovery. Obviously, a bearish retest of this diagonal would have seen a push down to the 38 region, um, but it is pushing back up towards the 4K region, which is a very, very key psychological level. So if you're a bull, you really want to see us break the 4K region, which sits 
roughly around here at the moment. So you, you want to see a reclamation there and obviously a push to the upside, probably followed by a pullback and a retest of this trend and then bullish continuation. So that is kind of your bull scenario for the stock market. Um, but obviously there is a chance that it breaks down. So we do need to keep our finger on the pulse in terms of monitoring stocks given how closely tied in it is with crypto at the moment. Um, well, it's less tied in than it was a few months ago, but our correlation has started to uptick over the last couple of days just slightly. So it is just something to be aware of because uh, Bitcoin and crypto, they don't operate in a vacuum. They operate uh, in a... Gl- uh, they fit into a more global macroeconomic picture. And obviously the stock market is one indicator of risk that you can use alongside things like the DXY uh, and bond rates as well to get a feel for how the market is pricing risk. Obviously bonds also recently hit um, hit highs on the 10-year treasury yields as well. And then the two years sitting around 4.8%. If you don't want to trade um, Bitcoin or Ethereum, remember that there is a $10,000 mystery box promotion over at OKX. So if you sign up for an OKX account using the link in my description, deposit $50, you can open a mystery box that could be worth up to $10,000. Obviously, it's more likely to be worth less than that. But at the end of the day, like it is just luck, it's chance. So if you want to um, have some fun, open that box, you can. And you don't need a trade. You just need to deposit $50 to claim it. And there's obviously steps um, outlined in the terms and the conditions um, if you decide to use that link. Quick macro update uh, just before we get into Mt. Gox because I think it's important to uh, monitor how we're sitting with the DXY, the VIX, the volatility index, and all that stuff as well. Basically, we closed the month um, on the monthly chart. So we had a new candle print for Bitcoin, which is actually looking... Um, slightly positive. So we are up 1.7% for the month so far, but this isn't like astoundingly bullish price action. This is kind of mediocre uh, price action, which shows the market is fairly indecisive. Usually when you get kind of this kind of engulfing candle and then like um, a, a mild print, this is kind of like very neutral price action. It's not inherently bullish to kick off the month of March. And we have seen neutrality across some of the other key indicators as well. Obviously the VIX, volatility index, uh, which tracks how volatile the market is or kind of anticipates how volatile the market is likely to be. If you read the price action, that is starting to coil down. We also saw the um, NASDAQ as well starting to coil down as well as Ethereum, which is pretty much following Bitcoin. So we've seen pretty neutral monthly opens across the market in general. And this is the reason why we've seen neutral market opens because you have so many, um, I guess, headwinds in conjunction with Uh, confusing risk parameters from the general market. And when I say risk parameters, I mean how the market is anticipating risk uh, in the face of the rate hikes, which obviously with PCE coming in and CPI coming in slightly hotter than expectation, the chance of 50 50 BPS has slightly increased over the last couple of weeks. Um, And even 75 BPS I've started to see come up into the fray and unemployment rate also the lowest in 50 years which means like the fed probably has no license to hike just a little bit more until jobs numbers come in really really bad so i think right now um it's pretty hard for the fed to pivot but if jobs numbers start to really decay then i think you're gonna you could potentially see a situation where the fed's like look we we know inflation's too high but at the end of the day we have a duty here to protect our economy and if jobs numbers are tanking we're gonna have to step in um and kind of stop uh tightening 
So I think in the short to medium term, tightening cycle is still going to be in full force. Uh, with the next FOMC in like 20 days time, there's still potentially like downside um, if the market continuously prices in like 50, 50 BPS higher. Obviously, that print is going to be super important, um, seeing whether it's 50 or 25 BPS. I highly doubt it's 75, but that is a possibility. And then also once we get the minutes and the next month CPI data, we'll have more of an indication as to how the market is trending. So I think the reason why we're neutral is because you kind of have this um, situation where it's difficult for the Fed to pivot. Obviously, they're going to continue to hike rates until like mid this year. Um, but also we haven't really seen jobs numbers start to decay yet, which I think from a bullish risk perspective, you want to see jobs numbers decay because then the Fed would have to step in and do something, right? So that is kind of why the market's indecisive. And of course, crypto in general uh, has a few crypto-specific headwinds like Gox, which obviously we're going to talk about in a, in a second, and also the Ethereum Shanghai um, upgrade, which could be bullish for some altcoins, but also um, you do have some sort of supply pressure coming from that as well. I'm going to do a video on that tomorrow to give you more clarity as to how I think Shanghai will actually affect the market. Uh, it's This isn't just like relevant to the US though, in terms of the macro stuff. You also have uh, the Eurozone announcing an uptick in its inflation as well as Pakistan. This is actually crazy, guys. Pakistan CPI hit 31.6% in February. I mean, if, we're, if we think like five or 6% is a lot, Imagine 31.6% um, with an interest rate of 19%. So, I mean, that's absolutely insane, uh, the, the inflation in some of these um, some of these other nations, especially like third world nations, which are really, really facing the brunt uh, of the US's uh, hike in interest rates and are also really facing the brunt of excessive money printing. And I guess if you really want to make that argument, I know Ted joked about it, you could make the whole Bitcoin fixes this, Bitcoin um, is like your savior argument. And look, although maybe not in the short term, I think long term, there definitely is a place for Bitcoin in you know the global economy to help some of these struggling nations. Like we already saw in Nigeria, uh, the, the, the Nigerian people have started putting a 30% premium and in some t- places a 60% premium on the Bitcoin price because their own currency is degrading and they can't access funds through ATM. So ge- there is genuine use cases for some of these nations to adopt like or at least go to more towards a Bitcoin standard, whether that's government driven or um, retail driven. But, you know, obviously we're not there yet, but that's just something to keep your eye on. I think, um, although in the short term, Bitcoin does behave like a risk asset, we're going to see a point where it actually pivots and becomes more of a safety asset, like a digital gold uh, inflation hedge type asset. Obviously we have, we're not there yet, but the technology, that's really what it's built for. So eventually I think it reaches that point, but it could take years and, um, you know, it's going to take like a global debt crisis to really force the need for Bitcoin to be used in that manner. Right now we're just treating it as risk because that is what the charts are showing us. It is highly correlated to the S&P and the NASDAQ. So speaking on the topic of Bitcoin, of course, we have all this Mt. Gox news coming out now. So I want to give you an, a rundown of exactly what is the historical context of Mt. Gox. Because to understand the impact on the market over these next few months, you need to understand where this stems from to put yourself in the head of some of the creditors here to understand what their likelihood of, of selling will actually be. Then I want to go through some of the data, which breaks down the likelihood uh, of people selling their Bitcoin and also the potential market impact modeled against the current Bitcoin volume. That will give us more of an idea as to how this sell pressure will actually impact price. And then at the end, I'll evaluate all of that data to give you my personal opinion, which is obviously based on that data in conjunction with 
um, my own knowledge and what I've been uh, kind of gathering from other people in the industry and their thoughts as well. So let's basically start with what is the Mt. Gox um, distribution? Because a lot of people talking about Mt. Gox maybe without even knowing what it actually necessarily is. So basically, here's the history. Jeb McCaleb uh, focused, um, Jed McCaleb founded an exchange to trade Magic the Gathering cards online. That, that's why it was called Mt. Gox, Magic the Gathering Online Exchange, which is quite interesting. The site only operated for a few months before Jed moved on to other ventures. Years later, in 2010, Jed started to develop an interest in Bitcoin and he spotted a gap in the market as there wasn't an easy way for users to exchange Bitcoin at the time. He still had the domain from the Magic the Gathering days lying around and used it to officially launch a Bitcoin exchange. After 10 months, Jed sold the exchange to Mark Capelli's at a valuation of six months revenue. After just a few months with Mark at the helm, Malcox doubled its trading volume to around 20,000 transactions a day. At the time, Bitcoin was trading at around $1, but it wasn't all smooth sailing. According to Bishar Taba, in June 2011, Malcox reported that 25,000 Bitcoin were robbed via a compromised computer. Today, those Bitcoins are worth over $525 million. And this was written in July, so right now it's probably worth uh, a bit less, maybe like around $400 million. The attacker then used artificial trading activity to cause the price to temporary to temporarily plummet, scooping up an additional 2K Bitcoin. So throughout the entire history of Mt. Gox, there's been exploit after exploit after exploit. We had multiple controversies as well, like an accidental transaction fork causing the Bitcoin price to actually crash 23%. We saw suspended trading in April, which caused a 50% crash in Bitcoin. Like basically back then in 2013, since Gox was the main exchange of crypto, basically equivalent to the Binance of today, it had a lot of issues which would cause the regular Bitcoin price to absolutely um, dump. And someone just said, uh, the thread king, I appreciate it. I, I you know, really work hard on my threads to give you guys good info. And I think this one, uh, since it goes through the historical context, is still very, very relevant before we pivot into the newer data. All this data obviously is historical. It's still going to be relevant in years, years time. So despite these issues, trading volume at the time on Malcox continued to explode. And it was by far the biggest crypto exchange handling 70% of all Bitcoin trades. So Binance today probably does something similar around 70%. I think the difference is now like um, you have other market makers, other like forms of Bitcoin liquidity, like you've got DEXs, the ecosystem's more vast now than it, than it used to be. But back then, like Malcox was like everything uh, in terms of Bitcoin. So uh, a broken Gox equals like a broken Bitcoin, at least at the time. In December 2013, all appeared to be golden at Mt. Gox. Revenue was at an all-time high. Bitcoin had just breached 1K for the first time. But then the unthinkable happened. By February 2014, customers started to complain as people were experiencing huge delays when trying to withdraw their Bitcoin. On the 7th, Mt. Gox officially decided to suspend withdrawals, citing that they needed a clear technical view of the currency processes. Very cryptic. On the 10th, they admitted they found a bug in the Bitcoin software, leading to altered transaction details. This effectively meant Bitcoin could be um, recent as transactions were labeled resent, sorry, as transactions were labeled as invalid. This type of exploit is due to an issue called transaction malleability. So basically, you know, a failure to um, properly audit and evaluate the code at the time and like left some exploits. For the next two weeks, angry customers were left in the dark, unable to withdraw their Bitcoin. The CEO, Mark, held the narrative that Mt. Gox should be able to resume withdrawal soon and that they were committed to solving this issue. Doesn't that have crazy parallels to FTX, by the way? Um, Withdrawal soon committed to solving the issue. It's like exactly like every single centralized collapse ever. However, just three days later, Mark resigned, shortly followed by Malcox removing all of their Twitter posts. 
and then their website went offline. On February 24th, a crisis management document was leaked, revealing, this is freaking crazy, by the way, that Malcox was insolvent after losing 850,000 Bitcoin. 850,000 Bitcoin. Remember, there's 21 million total supply of Bitcoin. Oh, sorry, max supply of Bitcoin. It's like, it's almost a 20th, 4% of the total Bitcoin supply worth $18 billion at the time of posting. That is pretty damn crazy. That is, that, that's absolutely nuts that you can lose 4% of the Bitcoin supply um, for, due to an exploit. Four days later, Malcox officially filed for bankruptcy. They admitted to losing 750,000 of their customers' Bitcoins, including 100,000 of their own. So 750 were customers. So remember the hack I mentioned earlier? Turned out that the Malcox private key was unencrypted and stolen back in 2011. We don't know how the hackers obtained this key. The speculation an insider may have of assisted. But here's where it gets interesting. Mt. Gox released a statement on their website stating that they had found 200 of the 850,000 BTC. And Nobuyaki Kobayashi was appointed as the rehabilitation trustee by the Tokyo District Court. His role is to oversee his, the reconciliation of creditors. So out of the 850,000 Bitcoin that's missing, um, there's still 600,000. Like, we don't know where it is. But 200,000 has actually been found. And the Tokyo District Court is responsible for distributing that to creditors. So that entire history lesson leads us to today because that is the situation that has led to 200,000 Bitcoin now being in legal control and needing somewhere to go. Obviously, that is going to go to some of the people that had funds deposited in Mt. Gox. Now, everyone that had Bitcoin deposited at the time that lost money will get roughly 25% of their Bitcoin back. CEO Mark Capellis was arrested for fraud in 2015. He served 30 months in prison or is still currently serving in prison. And for many years, the situation stagnated as a result of, a, of lengthy legal proceedings and investigations. So imagine that. Imagine having your Bitcoin locked in the exchange, watching it pump in price from $1,000 to $60,000, not being able to do anything and not knowing when you're going to get it back. And then today being told, well, you're actually going to get 25% back. Uh, it's pretty nuts. And it's a large percentage of the Bitcoin supply. Of course, we could get to the data in a second. So the rehabilitation plan was drafted with the intent to repay creditors. And if we fast forward all the way to today, because since the time of posting, there's just been like a lot of, I guess, legal proceedings taking place. People had like a few months to file claims. Um, the deadline for claims is now March 10th. So that's in a week. And the block posted this article saying, Mt. Gox creditors may finally start to see their Bitcoins this month. Creditors are expected to receive early repayments from March 10, 10 onwards. This is actually false. I'll tell you why it's false in a minute, but basically they they misquoted. Um, while the deadline for such payments to be completed for September 30th, according to a January statement. This is for the first tranche of payments, including early lump sum payments and intermediate payments with further amounts set to come later. While there's no clarity on how much Bitcoin will be handed out to our creditors, it will be a portion of the exchange's balance sheet. It's roughly like 150,000 Bitcoin. Um, they're saying that the current value equals roughly $3.3 billion, around 142,000 BTC, uh, 143,000 Bitcoin cash, and $510 million worth of yen, the Japanese currency. According to their balance sheet in 2019, according to creditors, the balance sheet hasn't changed much since. And I can verify this. I looked at it on 
uh, glassed out. It hasn't changed much. Claimants are expected to receive around 21% of the civil rehabilitation claim value. This is different from the value of the claims at the time of bankruptcy as the exchange rates have been revalued since. Payments will be made in a mix of crypto, Bitcoin, and Bitcoin cash and fiat money. And basically, if you're a creditor, you can select if you want to receive Bitcoin or whether you want to receive cash. So let's look at a few of the key points uh, that we need to know to understand just the size and magnitude of this unlock before we get into how it could affect the market. The first thing is 200 and sorry, 22,560 creditors share a total claim of $17 billion. So that is the total uh, claimed amount. Obviously, not all of that's actually going to be received, but that's the, the total that has been recognized by the trustee. The average Bitcoin claim is 39 Bitcoin, around 900,000. Imagine that that the average claim is 39.3 Bitcoin. I mean, absolutely crazy. Fiat claims are comparatively small. So the majority of people are claiming uh, Bitcoin instead of claiming fiat. We can see the average claim um, is much less in USD compared to Bitcoin, only coming in at $4,000. Claims are highly concentrated. Claim The bottom half of creditors have a combined 1.3% of the 18 billion. In contrast, the top 1% of creditors account for over 50% of claims. So there's a clear skew towards the one um, that hold more. The release of Mt. Gox remaining assets to its creditors has been long awaited in crypto markets with around $3.8 billion in total repayments and the vast majority of the consisting 142K. This event hangs over the Bitcoin market like the sword of, I don't even know how to pronounce that. Damocles, I think. Market participants are wondering if and how many of these coins will be sold right away and the potential cause, um, which obviously could be the Bitcoin price to crater or it could be priced in. There's a few different ways it can play out. I'll get into that in a sec. The concern might be aggravated by the fact that this depends mainly on the reaction of very few large creditors. This is very important, how the distribution is actually skewed. The group of 23 top 0.1% percent creditors hold 27.3 percent and the 226 top one creditors hold 50 percent of all claims so the top one percent of creditors hold 50 percent of all claims so basically the majority of the unlocks here are at the behest or in the hands of the largest creditors of the bitcoin um claims so what is my opinion how will this affect the market well the question is not if it will add additional sell pressure because the answer to that question is obvious it will add additional sell pressure. If you have, um, I don't know, a million dollars worth of a token listed on the market, and then you suddenly add another $20,000 worth of tokens onto the market, are you adding more tokens? Yes. So just like Bitcoin, if you add another 140,000 Bitcoin, are you adding more sell pressure onto the market? Yes, of course. Like It's not even a discussion. Of course, there's going to be more sell pressure. Some of these people are going to choose to sell. And it's a substantial amount of Bitcoin. It's three and a half billion dollars worth of Bitcoin that could potentially now be sold. So the question isn't if people are going to sell, because obviously a lot are going to sell. The question is more, is this sell pressure already priced into the market? So we know they're going to sell, but is the market already pricing in at the current Bitcoin price of $23,000 that at some point, this sell pressure is going to hit the market. Now, there's a good report by, I believe it was UBS, uh, where strategists actually broke down the math behind how they think this will impact the market in practice. So let's go through it now. 
A significant moment for Bitcoin price action could be the liquidation process of Mt. Gox following nearly a decade-long process. The current plan gives creditors several options on repayment methods and timing. The deadline to select a repayment option is currently set for March 10, and repayments could commence in September of this year. That's the first thing to note, the discrepancy between the block article, which said payments would start at March 10, and the actuality of the payment recommencement, which does look like September, th- uh, like roughly August to September, because the repayment deadline's July 31st. So I'm pretty sure what happened is they confused the date of uh, claim submissions, which is March 10, with the repayment date. So actual repayments, I don't think, are going to be happening until at least not the significant amount until post-July 31st, so August, September. That is the latest data. And obviously, last time it got pushed back, also possible it gets pushed back again. But as of now, um, it currently stands at around uh, July 31st. So March 10th will be the date that you can submit a final claim. The early lump sum option with fiat repayments would result in the exchange selling Bitcoin to raise requisite cash and could give authority to the long-held fear that Malcox redemptions would hurt the Bitcoin price. Crucially, it won't be over 700k being disposed of since the exchange has only recovered 142k Bitcoin. It does make me ask the question though, where is that other Bitcoin and will that ever surface one day? But as of now, 142,000 Bitcoin. Uh, And also it's been lost for like a decade. So if it hasn't been found now, some hackers probably living in some island somewhere with the money, uh, but we don't actually know. Or like one of the People at the exchange could have embezzled it. We don't actually know. As well as for the 143,000 Bitcoin cash and yen, roughly 20% of the hack. He added that the amount of Bitcoin available to the exchange represents 16% of recent daily trading volume. This is extremely important to work out what the impact will actually be. So while this might seem meager, it would amount to about 90% of average supply active within the last day, 28% in the last week, and 10% in the last month. So 10% worth of a monthly active supply hitting the market. When active supply increases, Bitcoin's price tends to fall according to Glassroad and UBS data. So this is a figure that outlines how Bitcoin reacts to active supply expansion. So we can see here, the black line is the price of Bitcoin expanding. The gray line is the price of Bitcoin in actuality. And we could say, and we could see as supply increases, Typically, price tends to dump. Due to most early adopters remaining crypto believers, and this is where the psychological aspect comes in that UBS is pointing out, most of this is unlikely to reach the market. Recent reports say that two of the exchange's largest creditors have opted for the crypto payout. Crypto payout means they want to receive Bitcoin instead of cash. Of course, this means they can still sell their Bitcoin, but if they want to receive crypto payments, then that indicates their increased propensity to hold Bitcoin long-term versus selling. Or maybe they would they just want to prefer getting their own Bitcoin than determining how much they sell, but at least um, gives us an indication as to the fact that they don't want to sell the majority. While new supply could come onto the market, he noted that this at least implies, what I just said, it would be less concentrated. It's difficult to estimate to the extent to which the market has been pricing massive sales coming from our Gox. However, we think such news could have been an additional factor for what we believe could be mainly retail-led Bitcoin's surprising resilience of late. So essentially, it comes down to like a very psychological argument, which, I mean, obviously the impact on the market is going to be negative in terms of net selling, but it's a psychological argument because of two reasons. Firstly, 
how the market prices it in beforehand. And secondly, the psychology behind um, the holders of this Malcox Bitcoin. Because although like a $3 billion dump sounds scary, not all creditors are going to sell their Bitcoin. Like most are going to keep holding at least a significant portion. And they've already seen multiple cycles. So just put yourself in the position of like, a Bitcoin Mt. Gox holder, you bought, let's say, $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. You've seen it go up to 20000 30000 40000 50000 over time. You've seen it correct, but overall, you're well in the green. You've seen that psychological positive impact of your investment over time. Selling it at lower prices after it's come down is a less attractive proposition when you've already seen it reach its highs and you've already seen it perform so well. I assume a lot of people are going to decide, well, I'm going to hold the majority of my Bitcoin because this has been such a great investment for me and like I wouldn't have had it anyway. And then there's the flip side of some people that are going to say, you know what, this is like fresh money. I would I would have sold by now anyway. Let me just take some profits and sell, of course. But you know, when we factor in the impact on the market, we can't factor in uh, all 142,000 hitting the market when in reality, it's going to be a fraction of that. And when we start to fractionalize it, down to like, what, what, how much do we think it's going to be? 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, like whatever you think it's going to be, 20,000 could be even less than that. That number sound starts to sound a lot less scary uh, because let's say $800 million worth of Bitcoin hitting the market. 800 million is not going to impact the market to the point that Bitcoin dumps like 30, 40%. It might get a four or 5% dump, but a lot of this A will be priced in ahead of time and B, a lot of this will be absorbed by the market because the total amount of Bitcoin that are being unlocked with Mt. Gox equal 10% of the monthly active supply increases. So it's not a huge amount. It's a lot. Don't get me wrong. It is a lot, but it's not a huge amount, which is why I think there's a good chance a lot of this gets priced in ahead of time. So how do you actually play this then? Well, I'm waiting to see how the market settles over the next few weeks because this is back in the discussion now. This is back on the drawing board. Um, everyone's known Mt. Gox has been coming for a while, but you know, now it's starting to set in that this is actually going to start happening this year. So I don't view it as a doomsday scenario because of the reasons I previously mentioned. Um, but I am aware of the fact that there could be additional sell pressure. And I do think that although the majority of this is priced in, we're, we're going to need to take a slightly more cautious approach. So there's no reason to like buy recklessly here. There's no reason to like ape into Bitcoin now. If you, if you follow a DCA approach, I don't think this should change your opinion. Stick to your plan. In fact, I'm operating as if Malcox doesn't exist in terms of my plan um, because my plan's going to stay the same regardless of Gox or not. If, if it does hit the market and it's not priced in, probably dump, the price probably dumps 10%. That's fine. Um, could be slightly more, but like that's like a rough estimate. If it is priced in, then it doesn't have an impact and I just want to continue with my day, right? So my personal plan isn't changing purely off the back of Mt. Gox, but my personal plan also isn't to ape in now. I've said this for a while. Like I'm looking, um, I'm looking at like entries later on this year for a lot of altcoins. I'm not aping in uh, after like a recent rally. I certainly wasn't interested at 25 and aping in unless there was a breakout. And after the recent pullback, although I'm slightly more interested, I'm not interested in like accumulating like three year holds today with with like extreme uh, conviction. Of course, I still do see a bit into Bitcoin. Of course, I'll do still do see a bit into ETH. But in terms of alts. Uh, I'm a little more sidelined than I typically would be. I think I'm sitting around 30 to 40% cash. That's not because of Mt. Gox. That's just my personal plan um, that, I've been, that I've outlined for the last four to five months. My plan was always to increase my cash balance, use that liquidity uh, to jump into opportunities when I see them. So that's short-term opportunities for trading, short-term opportunities for altcoin, 
and their altcoins and then hopefully keep increasing my cash balance so I can DCA later in the year um, for, for some nice next cycle buys when we do see like extreme red periods. This is not obviously an extreme red period given the fact the month the monthly candle close was green, although we have seen a slight pullback. So I hope that gives you a little more clarity as to what is happening with Mt. Gox. Now, I want to do a couple things. I want to answer some questions. So if you have any questions, drop it in the comments. Uh, I'll, I'll get to answering some of them. And I also want to run you guys through a few charts that I'm looking at. Uh, so the Phantom chart from yesterday and also the ETH chart for, from today, as well as some other things like Gains Network, but also drop any questions you'd like me to answer. And over the next 10 minutes, we'll get to them. Thank you for the comment. You said, I'm killing it. I really, really appreciate it. I'm just enjoying make, making content recently, honestly. Um, just, you know, picking interesting topics like Mt. Gox. You know, I know the title's bearish. I know the thumbnail's bearish, but um, it's interesting, right? So just because the title's bearish doesn't necessarily... Um, like speak to the content itself. I think like you have a right to be like scared when you hear headlines like 150,000 bitcoins I'm going to be released. So, I guess you could say a slight bit of clickbait, but there are I mean it was a, it was posed as a question. Um so no no, the answer to the thumbnail is not, don't sell. Um solely based on Mt. Gox. If you're going to sell, it has to be based on a general uh plan that you have. Like I don't think Mt. Gox changes like my plans at all, basically. But obviously, it's not financial advice. You have to make your own decisions based on your own plan. Uh, but I'm personally not selling based purely on Mt. Gox. Robert says, keep dry powder, buy the altcoin dips. Uh, yes, you got to be careful buying dips because small dips can lead to bigger dips. And if you buy every small dip and, and use every small dip as a reason to justify buying, you're like, probably going to get wrecked. Like, let's just look at Ethereum, for example. Like, um, yeah, you, you can buy every single dip buy this dip, 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 have an average price here, uh, and then, you know, we shoot through. And then you buy this dip, and then we shoot through, and then you buy this dip. Now, obviously, that's not my TA analysis. I don't think that's going to happen, but I'm just giving you an example that, you know, you can easily get wrecked buying dips. So for me, it's more about buying patterns, general formations, which either look like A, bottoming patterns, or two, just are extremely bearish and oversold due to macro. One of the reasons why November was some of my biggest buying um times in like my crypto career dollar wise so like november i was aping is because ftx was like a huge black swan and the market was so bearish it was like i just had to buy so honestly my biggest buys were in november and december january and february be more narrative trading so like taking some ai scalp trades chinese uh, trading some of the chinese stuff perp dexes have done super well now i'm looking at rotations into other um, kind of Dex derivatives. On the Sunday show, I'm going to get into a lot of alts. In fact, if you, if you don't watch the Sunday show, you're probably going to miss out on the biggest altcoin alpha show I've done in a while. So I'm planning some stuff for that. Obviously, I live stream for like three hours on Sundays, mornings for Americans, uh, afternoons for Europeans, and nighttimes for Australians around like 11 p.m. Australian time. So that's going to be a good one for altcoin news. Um, but yeah, I've basically been focusing on more shorter term stuff because long term like I, I got good entries in november december i'm happy to wait for better entries either that might come on confirmation of like breaking out of highs or that might come of um like a huge dump and and a head back down to some of these lows so i'm just not feeling like aping into long-term spot in no man's land that's my justification for why i'm not going crazy like with long long spot aping with like two three time horizons now but i certainly do have um obviously a lot of like shorter term trades. I'll get into some of them today and also some of them obviously on Sunday, some of the bigger ones. But yeah, I still do a lot of altcoin. Like I'm basically like an altcoin degen until 
until proven wrong here in the market. That's basically my strategy right now. And just following like short-term momentum. Thank you, Derek, for your feedback as well. I appreciate it. Someone said like bad to calling by the dip since 52K. I mean, I, I will address this. Like you, you have to put yourself... Um, and obviously, I wasn't at Banter then. I did join like February, um, March. So like it was price, I think it was a little bit lower then. But the whole buy the dip thing, I mean, it does work in a bullish market and you can't really blame content creators for getting it wrong during that period, I don't think. Um, just solely because... they Just actually put yourself back in February, January last year and actually like think about the narrative. The narrative was... The Fed is handcuffed. They're not going to be able to raise rates. That was like the very strong overpowering narrative. The market didn't want to believe, and not just Bitcoin, but also the stock market, that the Fed would actually um, raise rates because it didn't think inflation was as big of a problem. We thought inflation was, do you remember what the Fed was saying? It's, It's transitory, it's transitory, it's transitory. We thought inflation was going to come straight back down, no raising rates, um, maybe a little bit of a correction by the dip opportunity resumption. And a lot of the charts were also showing that. So if you're a price action trader, you probably were buying the 52K dip. You would have gotten out closer to 40K. And I think that's when my thesis changed to become a lot more bearish and I stopped DCAing so heavily was around 40 to 45K. Is that calling uh, Is that calling things perfectly? Absolutely not. Like that's actually not great, right? You, you missed 69 to 40. Like I was making buys at 50K, which were wrong and ended up me being underwater. But... It was about how you were able to pivot afterwards, which would have saved you or wrecked you. Um, So I don't necessarily think like, let's say if Rand or Sheldon said, buy the 52K dip, whether that's actually that malicious, because that was the narrative at the time. It's very easy in in hindsight to look back and say, oh, should have done this, should have done that. In the moment, things looked very, very, very different. And then we had black swans like Luna. We had black swans like FTX and like Celsius and Voyager and 3AC. And like that led to like, capitulation which was unprecedented no one thought that would happen and i honestly just think the lessons from 2022 was so valuable like it basically was an entire university degree worth of lessons in a year and honestly i wouldn't trade it for anything i don't care if i could have made more money from that bull run i honestly don't the lessons i learned are so so valuable i'm just like forever grateful for them to be honest and i don't have any like regrets um i should have sold more luna should have sold more phantom should have done this, should have done that. But it's so easy to say in hindsight. And I just look at the learnings, what you can take out of them. We learned um, about mechanism design. We learned that we need to pay more attention. We learned about like uh, founder bias. So like if if a particular project relies on one founder, that's that's going to add um, inherent systemic risk. We learned about DeFi, what sustainable DeFi is. We learned about market needs. So niches that are actually needed in the market and not just like hot air DeFi protocols um, we ape into. We learn about a lot more about market structure, how the market reacts to inflation. We got so much information, so much learning last year um, that, yeah, I don't know what you, I, I honestly don't know what you're on about, bro. I think, um, I think it's important to actually take things as learning experiences and not blame others to be completely honest with you. Uh, blaming others doesn't get you anywhere. Like it, it just doesn't. And like you're responsible for your own money at the end of the day. Like you shouldn't listen to what we say. Um, I do research. I share it with you based on my personal opinion. If you want to agree with that opinion, you can agree and you can trade based on it. That's your choice. If you disagree, I would love you to disagree. I'd love to get out of the echo chamber and you fa- you for you to have a different opinion and trade differently. That's great. But at the end of the day, what we're doing as creators is researching, putting effort in, 
um, sharing that in the form of content that no, I believe is good. And then hopefully like there's stuff you could take out of it. Even if you don't think, for example, I could show you a setup here. If you disagree with this setup, that's fine. Like this is just the setup I'm seeing. Go into your own charts, draw the line in, see if you agree, look at volume indicators, look at RSI and work out whether you agree or disagree. It's simple. Um, but I think creators do a valuable job in crypto of giving, uh, especially retail, like a, a good starting point or at least ideas. Ideas are valuable because creativity, it, it doesn't just come overnight. It comes through like hard work, research, spotting trends. Um, the more time you spend in the market, the more creative you get, the more ideas you get. And that's what creators, I think, really do well at in terms of like, um, you know, the, the the dynamic with their audience. It's using the time they spend to research and generate ideas with their peers. Like, for example, like we do on the banter research calls. Um, that leads to like some pretty good ideas that can be shared with the audience that maybe someone working in isolation wouldn't be able to conclude. That's basically my opinion on that, if I if I explain that properly. Um, shoulda, woulda, coulda, but I didn't. Exactly. Like, the thing is, yeah, we can all say that. We can all say should have, could have, would have. Um, but like you also have to take the wins as well. Like gains network we 10 x on in the past few months. Um, actually, in the past few months, like my portfolio is getting... I wouldn't say it's back to all-time highs because Luna was crazy. Um, like my portfolio was nuts when Luna was like at its full $120 peak. But like I was able to reclaim at least I would say 50%, which is crazy to say, 50% of my losses on some of those coins. Um in the last few months alone. And all we had was a move from 16 to 23. 16 to 23 reclaimed 50% of that drawdown. Like roughly. I'm saying roughly because I haven't done the actual maths. But that's crazy. The reason is um, I'm just a much, much, much better trader than I was back then. So like a 7K move to the upside uh, these days is like equaling 40 to 50% portfolio moves. Because I'm just a much better trader. Um, I think, And I think a lot of you guys are the same that you're actually able to take advantage of some of these moves up. A 5% move up is now making you 20% or, or a 5% move down is actually now making you money or at least you're hedging better. So we're all learning and we're all getting better. Cash is king, protect profits at all costs. Yeah, for sure. I am like 30, 40% cash. Um, happy being that heavy in, in cash, but you can only protect profits if you, ha- I guess you have profits. Like it's hard to protect if you've got a small portfolio, I do see the merit of being like mostly exposed and just like more relying on income for cash flow, because I think like the more money you have, the more protective you have to be over capital. Um, so with this phantom chart, let's just get into a few charts quickly. With the phantom chart, uh, I'm seeing like potentially this resulting in a breakout. Could break down to the downside if it breaks this horizontal forty three. That's the next thing I'd watch out for. That's the next thing like I'm I'm worried about from a bearish perspective. But you can also trade this bullish too, which will mean uh, the break of this um, diagonal. So if Phantom breaks out, I will be opening a long, and hopefully the target on that on that long is fifty cents. So let's see if it breaks out. Keep your eye on this chart. It's on the four hourly. You've also got uh, a similar pattern on the daily, although it's not as relevant. I mean, tr- breakout trading on the daily is not really a th- much of a thing um unless it's like a long-term hold on the alley it looks good too so yeah i'd track this on the alley for alley see how phantom reacts pretty like key trend here if we get a breakout i'm seeing 50 cents that's the bullish target obviously bearish breakdown will be 43 cents 
Um, and if you are longing on that breakout, setting a stop below the, the previous wick at 42 is not a bad idea. So that's one trade I'm looking at taking. Ethereum as well is looking similar. Ethereum could break out. Um, remember all of this Gox stuff, it's long-term. So short-term market movement doesn't need to adhere to any sort of FUD. Shanghai is probably the next FUD event at the end of March. Do I'll do a video on that tomorrow. I think it can be bearish um, for ETH pre-Shanghai because I think there could be a sell-off. But th like this is a short-term chart now. This is like the four-hourly, one-hourly. We could still break out to 1,700 like, and then pull back. So um, I don't mind trading this. If we do get a break, I will be looking at longing. And obviously, it's above the 200 MA. So, like, if our thesis is we're bullish above the 200 MA, then we trade bullish. We're not shorting now. So that's the that's my Ethereum chart as well. Let's take a look at some of the alts um, that are performing well. We have Agix up. I think some of the AI coins are catching a bid. I actually want to go through and look at some of these coins now, seeing what's happening with them. So you have Agix. Yeah, that that did have a huge breakout. This was our range too, by the way. Um, it's been our range since mid Feb. So ranging, 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 broke out of the top of the range, actually got a clean retest. You don't get much better trade setups than this. Clean retest of the uh, top of our zone, like literally as clean as you get, perfect stop entry can go in below, and then a massive pump. So that resulted in 15% uh, games. Well done if you were on that trade. Um, Ali as well, uh, still kind of in a range, almost looks like, let me just go into the four Ali here, almost looks like it's... um. Oh, no, this is Algorand. I was going to say, like, it's not following following the AI structure at all. Uh, yeah, sorry. I meant to click on Ali. Ali, that's still in the range, similar to Agix. Let's see if this breaks out. Um, you've got top of the range as a potential short slash long zone, depending on how price reacts to that. Obviously, break above the 200 MA on the four Ali was bullish. That looks similar. I imagine FET also looks similar. Let's check FET. Yeah, I just feel like AI, AI is still pretty strong. Like, these, this is this is strong price action. FET's the exact same. So... Potentially FET and Ali lead Ajax here uh, with breakouts to the upside. So you can look at longing some of them. Um, just beware. There's been a few fake outs. Fake out, fake out. Um, means you're probably going to have to use lower leverage on this one if you're breakout trading. And also like maybe split it up 30-30-30 rule, which means like 30% breakout or 33%. 30 is easy to say. 30% breakout, 30% retest, 30% confirmation. That might be a little bit better. Um... If you do want to trade spot for a lot of these coins, since they aren't, some of them aren't on, on centralized exchanges. I think those three were, but there are also like many other coins that aren't. Or if you're just a spot trader in general and you don't leverage trade, then you can use KyberSwap. It's basically a DEX aggregator. So let's say you want to like buy Phantom. Um, you can go on, select the network. It's got like a crap ton of networks. Select like what you want to swap into. So USDC to Phantom. It's going to give you your best trade route based on the best current price at the given time. So it'll determine the trade route and oftentimes you'll actually end up saving money using an aggregator because um, it's going to like aggregate through either Uniswap or um, its own pools. It actually does have its own pools where you can earn liquidity, um, obviously paid out in the KyberSwap token. So check out some of the pools if you'd like. Um, and also if you do want to swap, I think it's probably the best aggregator to swap on. They're a show sponsor. One of the yeah one one of the best if not the best uh, dex aggregators out there. So we could see like for example if you're going from any swap to Phantom, it's going to route through Spooky. It's going to save you some cash. It'll show how much you save here. Um, looks like this trade's fairly neutral, but let's say we go from like Curve to Phantom. It'll it's also using Spooky. Uh, it it'll route basically based on the best um 
the the best place with the most liquidity and, and the least slippage. So yeah. So for example, Mummy, it's gonna go like through Spooky into USDC, then through Beethoven, through Wrapped Phantom, and save 0.06. So the technology basically aggregates and finds the best trade route, which is pretty cool. Um, it's going to save you money versus trading on like one or two dex- DEXs. Speaking of DEXs, um, Gains Network performing quite strongly. Now the fourth highest revenue generating blockchain in the last four months, coming in at number four after OpenSea, ENS, and MakerDAO. So they're ranked number four now on the earnings leaderboard. Pretty crazy. They obviously, they, they earn a lot of money because, um, I mean, just how quickly you can spin up an Oracle-based DEX with new pairs and ship code quickly. And they've also been impressive shipping code. Just gives you the ability to just attract a lot of traders, especially in the shorter term. So that's what they've been able to do. Also, their Arbitrum deployment helped because Polygon's not great to use. Arbitrum's much better. Uh, Gains Network's the first crypto project to capture sustained Forex demand. That's pretty crazy. This You can see this red columns. Actually, Forex is doing more than crypto on some days for GNS. So that's, that's exactly what I mean. Because you can use oracles and you don't need like currency liquidity like an audible could need, um, you can offer... And obviously, there's downsides and plus sides to that. Uh, I think Jose, in the interview with him, did a great job at explaining that. But yeah, you can trade Forex um, pretty easily. I think that ha- that's clearly appealed to some people. And also, like they've been distributing profits to, um, to traders. I've also left a link in the description if you do want to trade on gains. So if you are interested in some of the pairs, um, you can trade over there. Link in the description. I think the trading cops now expired, so I do need to change this description. Uh, I'll make sure that's changed. But you, you obviously still um, could trade using that that link if you want to trade on G Trade. But no, pretty impressive what Gains has been able to do. To be completely honest, um, obviously full disclosure, as you can see in the top right, it's not right now, but they are a show sponsor and they rotate through. Uh, and also, like, I have no comment on the token. I am long personally. But from a sponsorship perspective, it's not a token-based sponsorship. It's purely platform-based. just want to make that transparent um, to kind of disclose my interests. I always want to be transparent with personal interests. Tomorrow's the launch of OpenChat. Is that AI? OpenChat AI. That's super interesting. Um, is that the Google one? Nothing came up on Google, but let me know if that's the Google one. Everything's going to shape around CPI numbers on the 14th. You know what's crazy? Every single month we say CPI is important, CPI is important, CPI is important. But it just feels like this month is more important than last month. I don't know. It's like every month is just more important. But it just feels because now we have a couple, now we have like a clear trend. Inflation going down, but above expectation. It's just so, it's just so crucial. Because if you break that trend and you and you have like a significantly higher print, the market's going to shit its pants at a 75 BPS. The market will shit its pants. But if you get uh, a positive print, price wants to be bullish. So if you get a lower print, like Bitcoin looks like it wants to go test 25 again, just based purely on price action, not based on, um, on, on macro. So CPI will probably be that catalyst for either that huge breakdown or break up. Um, and that's kind of why we're just ranging. The market's a bit like, this is, this is a weird time. This is neutral time, which is great. To be honest, neutral time's great. I'll tell you why neutral time's great. You don't use this time to, to freaking trade Bitcoin and Ethereum. You don't use this time to go crazy aping. You use this time to research 
Because in two weeks, I'm sure price action, maybe even in a week, it's going to be crazy, right? You use this downtime now to research and start looking at um, the old coins you want to accumulate, looking at the tra- like the trading narrative. So you think forward a bit. You go, okay, cause and effect. I like this narrative. These are the projects that I think could perform well. Um, or this is a sector that I think can outperform. And you re- you go deeper into that sector. So if you're like into optimism, you'd go on Velodrome and you'd look at like the optimism small caps. If you're bullish on solidly forks, you'd look at the best solidly forks. If you're bullish on GambleFi, you'd look at the best GambleFi coins. If you're bullish on perp dexes, you'd look at some of the new perp dexes and their volume relative to GMX and GNS. So I do view um, I do view this period now as a great research time. That's what I've been doing. I've actually been working on a few threads for you guys based on some of this stuff. So that's really what I'm doing right now. No need to make like crazy rush trades. Well, thank you. Appreciate that you like the advice. But yeah, there's no need to like force a trade. Actually, you should love downtime. Gives you more time to uh, start prepping. Crazy Mars ignores Hex. I don't ignore Hex. I just don't have an opinion on Hex, Victor. Like, I, I don't like Richard Hart at all. Um, and that's okay. You don't need to like someone to invest in their project. But I also don't understand how Hex is not Ponzi slash Pyramid-esque. If someone could explain to me how Hex isn't a Ponzi scheme... Um, happy, happy, happy to take that information in. But all my personal research has concluded that it looks just as pyramidy as every one of these DeFi protocols did in 2021. So I'm not a huge fan of Hex. And that's why I don't talk about it because I don't really have an opinion for you. I just don't like Richard. I just don't like Pulse or Hex. And that's fine. It's just not my area of expertise. I just saw the viewers drop by eight. Eight Hex fans just left. Eight Hex fans did not like what I had to say. Um, and if you're an XRP fan, you may as well also want to exit because I don't really like you either. And if you're a um, HBAR fan, you probably want to exit as well because I don't really like you either. So let's just get out all the bad energy and let's um, keep the good energy in here. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. I mean, it's fine to have... I mean, we don't all need to agree on the same alts at the end of the day. Like, you can like what you like. I can like what I like. That's fine. We all can have different opinions. There's no right or wrong. Interview Richard. I definitely want to interview him, Robert, but uh, unfortunately, the guy you just can't speak to him because he'll result to a he'll result to personal um, combative argument techniques to sway the opinion of the audience, despite the authenticity of his original claims. And even though I'm clearly like a decent public speaker, I don't even know if I can handle that. Positive vibes here only. Someone said Bitcoin dump. Yeah, guys, we're dumping live. So I'm going to stay on now for a minute because this is this is um updating the thesis a little bit. We did just break below the uh, EMA on the four hourly and we just broke below the horizontal as well. So it's, just, it's Asian open, actually. It's 12.20. Asia just opened its markets. 12.20 in Australia. Uh, I think it's 9.20 in China, actually. Let me look at this up. China time. 920. Um, so it's about to. Let me just see if the market's open today as well. China market. China market. Um, open between 9.30 and 3. There you go. So 10 minutes till Asian open. I think that's why we're seeing volatility. Uh, I think that's why we're seeing volatility. Uh, should I stay on for Asian open? I was going to end the show, but I, I might need to stay on for Asian Open now, to be completely honest with you. Because uh, this is dumping. And Phantom just broke down below that range I said that I'd uh, 
All right, retest. Maybe we look at some shorts here. You can't really. I mean, you can long. You can short breakouts. So like, you can short this, but um, this zone. But like, that's only thirty percent. Like, I like to trade uh breakout confirmation retest. So thirty, thirty, thirty. So I wouldn't like April in at once. Someone said stay on. I'll stay on for like. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to do. I mean, I do actually. That's a lie, but um. Well, I was just going to write threads, so it's like content anyway. May as well stay on with you guys. Let's look at how some of these altcoins are reacting. Let's see how some of the alts are reacting. So, okay, let's get up a few charts now. Let's start preparing. What do you guys want to see? Are there any coins you want to see? And we can kind of start updating. Uh, SPY is not relevant now because of US stock markets not open. Let's get the Chinese index up. I think that's going to be important. What is the Chinese main list? What's the best Chinese index? Um, is there an Australian? I wonder what the ASX Chinese stock index is, uh, like a composite index. So Shanghai composite index. Because if the ASX market is open now, so we can see how that's reacting. Uh, China, Shanghai. If, if you guys have a better one, let me know, but I'm just going to roll with this. Um, main list, add Shanghai comp. Nah, that's surely going to be a better one. What What's the best ticker? You've got the IZZ. You've got the IZZ index. Um, why is none of this on? Why aren't Australian stocks on? Um, it's weird. Dumping hard, bro. Bitcoin dumping. Yeah, I'm trying to get these China stock index ticker. What's the Chinese like S&P 100 equivalent? China A50. Um, why is none of it coming up in trading view? That's my question. Uh, here we go. Here's, here's something. So we'll see how that opens. I wanted an Australian one. Does anyone know the Australian one? Um... We'll also get to Shanghai. Stocks. What about like the Shanghai 100? I don't even know what these tickers are, to be honest. But anyway, we've got uh, we've got the Chinese one now. SCSE. It's extremely annoying. AI50. Is this even live? I mean, it's open in 10 minutes. All right, let's see how China... Let's see how Asia opens. We've got a couple indicators now. Um, Let's see how the Australian stock market's going as well, because that is kind of Asian. Oh, someone said Oz is like... X... J-O. What is X-J-O? Oh, that's the, yeah, that's the Australian one. I thought you meant that's the Chinese version, I was going to say. Um, yeah, we'll get that up as well. Funny, because Oz is in the green today, just slightly. All right, and we'll also get old coins. So, Bitcoin, ETH, what other alts? Some people want... A lot of people want render. So let's see if render's on. 
So I think I have it. Yeah, break below. Um, we'll get more trading view charts up. Guess it's while we're waiting for this open in five minutes, and we'll see how the market reacts. Um, actually, what time is it in Shanghai? Five minutes. Five minutes until the open. Um, maybe I should stream open every day. Like that's actually maybe a good idea. Because it's like at least well, because Asia's like a market leader right now in, in crypto. Actually, vol Bitcoin, super interesting. Let me actually get this stat up for you. Freaking interesting. Bitcoin's been following the Asian oofed. 35 mil in long liquidations right now. Crazy. Bitcoin's following the Asian um market more than the US market right now. He Ted had a threat had a thing on this. Come on, come on, come on. Stop retweeting your old stuff, bruh. Here. There we go. Bitcoin. See, look, okay. So this orange line, this is Chinese stocks, right? That's that orange line. The black line is Bitcoin. And the purple line is the NASDAQ, basically. So Bitcoin actually in the last few weeks, since the start of Feb, has moved exactly with the Chinese market. But it's actually moved in the opposite direction, inversely, with the US tech stocks. So it's actually following China right now. And that's why Asian Open's huge, because like that's leading the market for some reason. Obviously, like Chinese stocks drop, crypto correlations high with China stocks, Bitcoin drops. That's why we also saw pumps. That's why it was a China pump last week. Pumps and dumps. Um, pumps and dumps. So we're about to open here. Um, in China in three minutes. And let's see how Bitcoin's responding. Oof, not good. So next support. Fuck, this is crazy. I'm lucky I'm not in any longs right now, to be honest. Um, So let's check Phantom. So we're, we're going to open a Phantom trade. Uh, Let's see. I think it's definitely breaking down. I would like a retest though. I'm not a huge fan of just aping. I mean, 30% breakout. That's my rule. So you can 30% on the breakout. But like, it's already... So you can put in 30% into a short if you'd like now, like you can, but like, that's it. Like 70% remaining or 66% remaining for the retest. Cause this is like not a great, but if you want to do breakout, you can do breakout. Um, of course, if you want to, it's your choice though. If you want to trade, uh, there's a few options. OKX, you've got the $10,000 mystery box promo. They also have very low fees. So that's one of the better interfaces to trade on. Really like OKX. Of course, we've also got, um, the DEXs, if you trade on a DEX, or if you're like a Bybit, BitGet type, you like Bybit, um, we've got the $30,000 bonus on Bybit, and we also have the $8,000 bonus on BitGet. So plenty of places to trade and some pretty nice sign-up bonuses if you want to get involved there. Uh, so yeah, all links in the description to exchanges if you want to trade. Someone said short gang strong. Um, I'm not short-term short right now, but I am de-risked, as I said Earlier in the show, before this dump, I was like 30, 40% cash. So not going to lie, not hating this dump because there are some alts I want to buy, which I want to talk about on Sunday, on, on that Sunday stream, that I would love to get at lower prices, to be honest with you. And I've just been waiting for a pullback and this could be it. But we need to see how Bitcoin holds up here because you know if we break this level, it's going straight back to range lows at 22.3. And that's going to, altcoins are going to 
dump if that happens. So let's see what happens. We're breaking the level, but obviously we need to see how the, how, how it closes. Um, I wouldn't long right now, though. Absolutely not. Don't catch a flowing knife. I wouldn't long right now. But in terms of, um, yeah, shorting, there's, there's going to be actually a few setups. Let's start to find some setups. Render, a little bit off its target. Let's look at some of these Chinese coins too because they're probably dumping the most. Um, Coco's is dumping. We've missed that. Uh, see it, Filecoin? Filecoin, I'd be buying at the MA. So I'd, I think, you know, it's probably still got another um, 5%. If it pulls back, then I'd be buying at the 200 MA on the 4 hourly. On the daily, Smash Relax, as D-Factor says, if you haven't already. On the daily, that's a little bit further. That's at 5.1. So that's not 5% anymore. That's 20%. But I just, I don't know. Filecoin eventually probably does retrace its pump. Um, FEM sell-off, Chinese hype, 100%. Uh, I think that that could happen. But... It'll probably not happen right away. So I wouldn't be like, it's like going to take probably months to play out. That's why I wasn't buying Filecoin in that run-up, which is like extremely difficult. Uh, obviously broke above, overextension, breakdown of the horizontal that resulted in you know decent pullback. Funny because Cortex here, this is like another Asian coin, that has an upwards trend. So I'd look to short this at the breakdown. Um Actually, probably better we trade on the one alley rather than the four alley now. So let me get the one alley up. Yeah, pretty clear trend as well. Uh, let me just make this shorter. 200 MA on the one hour isn't my favorite indicator ever, but I'll keep it on. Prefer it on the four hour and daily. Um, let's just get in this trend, draw it so it's nice and at least as accurate as we can make a diagonal trend. Prefer horizontals, but diagonals are also decent for momentum trades. So don't don't hate it. And then obviously a bit of a wedge forming as well. Um, that is what I'm seeing on Cortex. Don't even really know much about it. I just know it's a China coin. So obviously 30% break, break down, 30% retest, 30%. So you can take that trade. Let's look at some other trades for breakdown trades. Um, obviously China open just... Uh, just happened. Did the market pump? But this is the A50, though. This is the 50... Um, This is the China Composite 50. Do you guys know what the ticker is for the Chinese 200 index? Can someone get me that? Because I want to see the broader market. Someone let me know if... Let me know the ticker to that. Because uh, you have the Shanghai ETF dropping. But let me know in the comments about... I just don't know the tickers. If I knew the ticker, I'd enter it on TradingView, but all the tickers don't come up. So, um... Australia is doing okay, though. Yeah, I'm trying to find, like, the Chinese... Like, Shanghai Composite Index. But what what's the freaking ticker? That's what I want to know. Honestly. Um... Hang Seng is Hong, is Hong Kong's... Top... Hang Seng Index is Hong Kong. What's this gap? What the fuck is this gap? What is that? That's just... That's crazy. Let's try and get another chart. Um, what? Why is there such a big gap? SSE. But it doesn't come up. This is the problem. It doesn't come up. SSE just doesn't come up. It's like really frustrating. 
Someone said FFS to because I don't trade Chinese stocks. I'll be honest, more of a crypto trader, so I just don't know what ticker I'm even looking for. See, none of these are on Trading View. Maybe the SSE Shanghai index will come up on Google, which is up. Yeah, it's not on Trading View, but it is up. It did open up, but they're selling Bitcoin. I mean, if the Chinese market's up, I wouldn't ape into shorts. I would look at um, I would look at setups, like general breakdowns, so like hourly confirmation breakdowns. I would look at. Uh, I'll also put Phantom into this mix as well. Wow, Phantom really freaking broke hard from the breakout. Already down. It's frustrating too because I'd get I would have gotten thirty percent on that level, seven percent. Ten X leverage up seventy percent. On that breakdown already, uh, if, if you got 30% in. I Also, I'm not saying you should have because not even I got it. To be fair, I'm streaming and not trading. That's partly the reason, but that's crazy. Um, SSE Composite. Yeah, it, I've tried entering it, but... Um, you see what I mean? It doesn't come up. Like... Is it this? 0001? Maybe that's it. Yeah, this looks good. Let's see if it's actually live, though. It doesn't look... I don't know. TradingView doesn't really do that well with some like international stocks. But the market is up on the... Uh, on the SSE Composite Index. 0.2%. So I'll just use this as the indicator. Because trading views like just like busted or something. Um, it's also different. It's three three ten, and then you've got three three sixteen on Google. But maybe Google's delayed. I don't know. Three fifteen. Yeah, it's up though. It's up. Um. Okay. Bitcoin, nice. This is good. That it bounced. Um. I'd say the more significant level is 21.5 on the four hour, but let's just go hourly because four hourly is like a bit far away. Still got to hold uh, 22.3. Render bounced off its support. CTX bounced. I mean, fuck CTX. It's just a random Chinese coin. Let's get some proper. Let's get some proper coins that we can actually trade up here. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys want to trade? Uh, someone wants Ajix. That is a crazy freaking dump on Ajix. To be honest, I'd be longing. Long, oh, it's risky. It's it, it, it's risky, but I would I, I would long. Yeah, I would long. I'd put half in, and I would make sure it's not high leverage. I would do it either spot or like two three x max. Maybe if you're a freaking degen 5x, but not like 7 to 10, because that's just too high. Um, and I would set my stop. I mean, if... Okay, so if you're on 5x leverage, then you can afford to go like mid-range. I would I would go mid-range with my stop. Uh, I'd 42 cents. Half my long here. And then wait, wait to see what happens. If it bounces, half on the retest. If it breaks through... Um, I would wait for either a retest or I just get out of the position on break even. Because what may happen is 
it may shoot through, you may be in the red, then it may retest, then that's like the bearish retest that I would I would uh I would short then. But yeah, this is like overextension, pullback. You're on the MA, on the hourly. What are you on the four hourly? Maybe has a bit of room to come down to mid-range. So maybe like you do half here and then half here and then set your stop here. Depends, but it's got to be low leverage. That's all I know because you can get easily wrecked on um on on a dump like that. And I don't want to uh, encourage irresponsible trading. Just giving you like some setups that you could look at. Uh, that you could look at. Um, let's see what market Ajax is actually on though. Yeah, it's on a lot of stuff. It's on BitGet, um, KuCoin. Yeah, so there's a link in the description to BitGet uh, if you want to trade on BitGet. It's got a lot of these coins that, that I'll be talking about today. And obviously, $8,000 sign-up bonus on BitGet. Uh, wait a while before we long. Yeah, that's a scalp trade. Um, difference. There's a major size difference between scalp trading and long-term trading. So obviously, long-term trading, yeah, we 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 trade much different. We look for confirmation on like a higher time frame, bigger size. A lot of this stuff scalp and scalp trading like tiny size, sub one percent portfolio size uh, on any scalp trades. Interesting how Phantom broke down here. Um, interesting how Phantom broke down here. If if this ends up being a bearish retest, then yeah, uh, short short city on Phantom potentially take us back down to that 35 cent zone. So, see, I mean, this is very, this is not a great pattern. I said this last week as well. Like Phantom just does not look good here with this top formation unless it breaks out and it just didn't. It got rejected. So that's the Phantom update. Let's get some other coins though. What other coins do we want to have a look at whilst the Shanghai index pumps, but Asia dumps Bitcoin? Um... Asia is literally dumping Bitcoin in front of our eyes. I know it's not you Americans, because actually, no, it could be Americans because it's nighttime. I know it's not the Europeans. The Europeans are asleep. It could be the Americans, but I think it's the Asians. The Asian Open's always crazy these days. Every Asian Open's crazy. Oh, Solana, great suggestion. Solana, 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 great suggestion. Um... Well, I outlined two scenarios the other day with this crappy drawing, either the breakout of trend or the breakdown. Looks like that breakdown's happening. So pullback, retest, and then dump. So yeah, this is what I look at on Sol. Hold on, let me just get, catch my bearings here. Okay. Yep. All right. It's at support. It's at support. It's not a short yet. If it starts doing this, Comes up, tests, breaks down. This, I would short the shit out of it to $17. That's kind of what I want to see for a sole short. Um, I want to see a tiny push up. Usually the best shorting opportunities are where you get that push up, but you just can tell momentum is just dead. There's no buy, there's no buy volume dump. Um, we, we still need that push up. We need to see what the bulls can do. If they're weak, then we know that the bears are in control. That's basically how I would trade sole. Um, wait for that push up, see how it reacts, starts to react negatively, then definitely short. Um, because we're below, and you guys know my rule. I stated this at the start of the show. When we're below the 200 MA on the four hourly and daily, I'm bearish on uh, in terms of short-term trading. Long-term is completely different. Um, and then on the daily, 
I yeah, I, I approach it the exact same way. And Sol's below both, and it failed to break out. So yeah, it's still it's still shorting more than longing. Check total. Someone wants me to check total. Man, this is exciting. We finally got some action. I, I said um, price price was just neutral at the start of the show. You know what's weird? People that watch the first twenty minutes of this video are going to be like, "What do you mean price isn't neutral?" And then by the end, they're going to realize that we're st- <laughs> that we're still live and actually seeing the neutrality be sucked out of the market right in front of us. And actually, is the Bitcoin monthly close bearish now? It would be right. Yeah, fuck. That is a monthly. That is, uh, it's not a good sign. It really isn't. When you see a monthly kind of like that, it's not a good sign. It's not a good sign. I need some water. My throat's hurting. Yuck. Bad monthly. Let's see what my indicators are saying. Because uh, I've been doing like uh, trading bots. Been working on trading bots for you guys. And there's a video on the weekend. I did a video last week of how to make a trading bot. I hope you guys have been making them because the point of that video was to get you used to coding with ChatGPT. And then on the weekend, I'm going to share my actual, like, I guess, like way of integrating it into OKX and BitGet and stuff. Um, so I hope you've been experimenting, but I'd be interested to see how the trading bot is, um, what signals it's giving us on the Bollinger Band strategy. Interesting that that it uh it didn't trade short here, or maybe it's just not updated on the back testing. Uh no, it did short actually on the hourly. So on the hourly, it opened a short here, which it would be up on a lot, um, like four percent on Bitcoin. Obviously, you can configure it to anything you want though. So it ordered long, closed short. It didn't close it short yet. So interestingly, the Bollinger Bands on the hourly look decent, but historically the four hourly's been better and it still still hasn't shorted on the four hour. Someone said everything's dumping. Uh, yeah, everything is dumping, but we did have, um, there's a fair bit of support in this zone now. And let's just see like volume. I'm interested to see volume. Uh, yeah, fair bit of red volume coming in. Let's see how things are reacting in terms of coin glass i want to see if there's like a potential uh liquidation cascade happening now huge guys this is massive in the in the last day alone there's been 220 mil that's not a lot in in the context of other dumps but out of that 220 in the last hour 175 mil in the last hour alone is 175 mil that's crazy that is huge like why is everyone so long I didn't tell you guys to go this long. Freaking hell. Bunch of degens. Um, Why is everyone so leveraged long right now? I don't understand. I really don't understand. And there's been no like real um, short squeeze to squeeze shorts out. Like there's been no attack in Russia spiked this. Yeah, but then why is um, why is the, the Shanghai index up? Maybe it's down now. No, it's still up. Let me check my phone though. I don't want to spread... FUD on stream. Um, so I will look at my Twitter and I will determine on my phone what's FUD and what's real. And then I'll then I'll let you know uh, if this is actually something that could aff- affect the market. And I'm getting calls left, right, and center. Someone's actually messaging me. Uh, quit. Te- annoying. 
Okay, let's check the Twitter. Let me guys know if there's any breaking news on my feed as well. Shorts are going to get squeezed. It, it, look at... Mm, well, I trade on... I mean, I explained my thesis at the start of the show. I'm short-term bearish below the MA on the four alley. And we're below the MA, so I'm short-term bearish. Um, unless we break back above. It's really that simple. On the higher time frame, so for longer time frame holds, I trade more on the daily, which we're still above. So long-term guys, obviously, 21.5, that's the key level. That's like a key level. It's probably a decent spot accumulation zone. But a little bit of a gap there to bridge. A um, little bit of a gap there to bridge. Keep losing on longs every time. Yeah, because like, well, the thing is though, let's say you're following an EMA, let's say you're following an EMA strategy. Like if you were longing alts here, 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 okay, you would have you gotten stopped out here. But apart from that, three of your four trades would have been successful. Um, Depending on where you took profits here, you would have gotten stopped out below the MA. So I still feel like if you, if you were trading momentum, you'd be in profits. That's based on Bitcoin. In terms of alts, it depends what altcoins you were trading, bro. Um, but yeah, yeah. The, the, I think the problem is this is such a small range. Like actually look at this range. It was like 2%. So you're not making much money off longs and it's probably not enough to like justify heavy profit taking. So that's probably why. But then, uh, then again, like as soon as we break down, that's like, and once again, I said this at the start of the show, as if we start breaking below the 400, um, sorry, fuck, I can't even speak. If we start breaking below the four hourly on the 200 MA, then I would look to go more risk off. And that's exactly what happened. Uh, and, and I would be looking to go more risk off. Unfortunately, that dump happened freaking quick though. So there wasn't much time to like enter shorts slash hedge slash take profits. But like basically every indicator is now bearish. Um, Ali MA, four Ali MA, Bollinger Bands, uh, RSI now starting to tick downwards. Look how overextended this was on the hourly. And then look at that starting to tick down. I wonder how it's looking on the four hour. Yeah, it's like in the middle. Can't really trade based on that. Daily, I wonder. Yeah, hard to judge. On the hourly, it's not looking good though. Um, I'm short 30 min, get $1,000. Amazing. If you can make a thousand bucks that quick, that's amazing. Um, if I, if I, As I said, if I wasn't streaming, I mean, I could still open trades on stream, but I was preoccupied with my Mt. Gox thing. I didn't actually see the market dump until you guys started saying market's dumping. Um, but then again, the window to get into some of these trades was so small. So now we're just waiting for like a retest on a lot of these alts. DYDX is in your buy zone. Let's look at DYDX. See what DYDX is doing. Um, you know, it's interesting because DYDX broke. I mean, DYDX has that crazy unlock, by the way, this week. Yeah, this is not good. I wouldn't be buying here, brother. I mean, long term, if that's your thesis, then that's your thesis, right? But short term, I, I, I'm not viewing this as, as a buy for DYDX personally. I'd, ra- I'd much rather just buy higher on confirmation. Your thumbnail was not clickbait after all. Hilarious, because when I first... 
uh, did this thumbnail, people were saying, stop baiting, market's bullish. I think now, like, the views are up. Like, we've doubled our viewers in the last 20 minutes because people are realizing, oh, shit. Um, that's actually what's happening. And no, I didn't predict this dump, like, happening now. Um, it was more about Mt. Gox. If you watch earlier in the show and you want to learn about the Mt. Gox dump, the first 30 minutes were all Mt. Gox. Uh, I didn't actually be, expect to be live for this long, but I will stay live and see how this market um, this market evolves. So Shanghai now starting to dip, dip down. Definitely looks like an Asia-driven sell-off. Let's see what some of the other traders on Twitter are saying. Uh, <laughs> um, he's got a BitBoy tat and a Macca's hat. Um, One-hour liquidations. Man, nailed the thumbnail. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Devastating Bitcoin dump incoming. Um, it ended up being so true. It's it's hilarious. Phantom short. Congrats that you got on that short. That's That's impressive. 146. That's awesome, bro. Um, maybe not so awesome for for bulls, but so what was your leverage there then? Um, must have been like at least 15, 12 to 15 x leverage on that. Bro. Shit, 200 mil wrecked now on the alley almost. What are people getting wrecked on? So Bitcoin, uh, 69 million. Ethereum, 35. Doge, 4.4. A lot of see, this is just retail idiots like Doge. Filecoin. A lot of people were speculating on file. Um, ahead of FVM. A lot of coins coming to retest demand zones. Absolutely. Absolutely. Been a lot of altcoin demand recently. Ajix, funnily enough, is like really holding up on this top of the zone. I wonder if it breaks. Um, if not, I might look at longing. If this strength continues for Ajix, I will look at longing. Um, but let's see. That would require a Bitcoin bounce for right now. Someone said Solana got wrecked. Render tested its level. Once again, I'll flip short if it breaks. If not, potential long long opportunity. You just want to be on the right side of things um, is, is essentially what we're trying to do right now. We're trying to be on the right side. Someone said Sol got wrecked. Yeah, but, but like what was the alley candle? So we saw like a drawdown of 6%. Let's look at ETH. ETH drew down... Almost 6%. So all the alts are basically the same. ETH is now added at its key support. This was like the previous range. Remember this? Um, remember this range room? We were talking about that for ages until we finally got that breakout. And then the fake out. And then the breakout again. So the market has done its best to manipulate people in the last few weeks. Phantom USDT. Yeah. Look at GNS. All right, let's look at GNS. By the way, we are sponsored by GNS. Um, full disclosure, and also I hold GNS, full disclosure. Yeah, I mean... It looks bad, but I'll be honest. No, um, no bias here. And, like, I'll try it. Like, not sponsored... Disclaimer, disclaimer. Um, I, I'm kind of interested in buying GNS soon because they're like the crazy volume um, on Forex. The growth, I mean, the growth in volume is just great. The payouts have been good. I think perp dexes are still a strong narrative. So if we view this as a bit a dip to buy and that, look, I'm not buying now just because we need to see how Bitcoin plays out. I just want to make this clear. Like in terms of altcoins we're buying, we don't buy spot alts yet. 
And if I do, it's with a shorter time horizon, but we don't buy spot alts yet until Bitcoin actually shows some support. Right now, it's the, buy- the buyers aren't interested. Until we hit like a key support, have a nice bounce, alts start to look up again. We found out, found out all the reasons for this dump. I'm not aping. I'd rather pay 10% more for some alts and get a better entry than ape now. Uh, but GNS is on my list for, 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 for that when I'm buying spot. So do, do with that what you will. There's also a few other coins on the Sunday stream this weekend, um, which will be at like 7 a.m. EST. It's like afternoon for Europe and nighttime for Australia. I'll be going over my altcoin um, like spot buys. I think we have time now to like actually research some decent alts uh, for like when we bounce. There could be some opportunities. So Sunday is when I'll do that. But in the meantime, I'd look into optimism uh, ecosystem stuff. I'd look into some of the perp dexes. I'd look into uh, Gambleify. That's had a run. I'm assuming a lot of them are crashing now. I'd look into some solidly forks. I'd look into like the strongest DeFi stuff. Muhammad says, should I buy or sell? Should I sell or wait? Um, you know what, Muhammad? It's impossible to answer that question because I need to know your risk tolerance and your time horizon before I could even give like a rough response to that. So obviously long-term bags, I'm not doing anything. Like they're long-term bags. Bitcoin ETH, I hold basically forever. I just buy. All I do is buy. I don't sell. I don't try and time them. Um, short-term trading, very different. Obviously now we have some really valid shorting opportunities coming into play. We also have some long opportunities on other alts that are showing some decent demand. So obviously from that perspective, and that's with a lot less of my portfolio percentage-wise, there are trades. So I don't know what I can tell you from, from there. In terms of uh, spot buys, I'd wait. I would wait uh, to buy more spot, and that's what I'm doing. But I, uh, I, I'll, I'll look at probably approaching some of those alts, some of those like DeFi-focused alts. Because you guys got to remember, I'm a small-cap altcoin degen researcher um and you know there's a lot of altcoins i'm interested in buying if we get another push to the upside that i think could really outperform and that i think fundamentally can perform irrespective of the market there's a few of them and i'm actually freaking lucky i didn't buy because i almost bought today but i was like a bit nervous because of gox and shanghai i was like okay i'll just wait i'm very lucky i didn't buy and i'm still in cash and actually in decent cash now that's why I said I'm pretty happy about this dump. And I'm sorry if you're not. I'm sorry. I know I'm being selfish, but just explaining my personal situation. Um, soon I will look into DCAing over the, ne- the next couple of weeks into some shorter term stuff, like two to three month hold stuff. Uh, Long term stuff, still not buying. Someone said Binance are in trouble. Is there any, is it Binance FUD? I want to find out why we dumped because clearly Asia's driving this dump, right? But if we look at Shanghai, it's still up on the day. So the stock market's not taking a hit. Um, is there Russia stuff? What was, was their news, basically? I'm, I'm on my phone on Twitter now. I'm trying to work out, you know, what was the reason. Ted just did a tweet. I'll actually show you his tweet. Uh, share via airdrop. I love being able to just airdrop to my computer, by the way. It's genius. Absolutely genius. US equities close strong. Asian stops gapping higher and open. Yet in the last hour, there's been crypto long liquidations. That's crazy. Look at that. Um, that's crazy. China China opened b- bullish slightly, marginally, but in stocks, 0.2.5% solid. 
huge Bitcoin dump. And you know what I probably think it is? I think it's this. And I'll and I'll overlay I'll overlay what I'm seeing on my charts. Let me just add uh NDQ and uh, two year treasury yields. Let me let me actually go to bonds. It should be some Oh, what's the, what's the freaking bond called? Um, to same percentage scale. And can I make Bitcoin a, a line as well? Okay, so it's a messy chart. I've got to hide all my lines. How do I hide all my lines? There. So, and I'm going to hide volume. And I'm going to hide RSI. Okay, basically, the orange line is the, and let's go on to that four hour. Okay, the orange line is the US stock market. That's the NASDAQ, right? So US tech stocks. The blue line is Bitcoin. And this light blue line is the treasury yield, so the bond rate. Now, this is something I've been pointing out for a couple weeks as as a, as the main reason why... My mic keeps dropping. As the main reason why I'm a bit nervous to be long. And it seems to be happening right now. And that's the fact that look at how stocks dropped off and look at how bonds increased. Why is this? Bonds increase when interest rates go up. Stocks go down when interest rates go up because they get repriced. Stocks and bonds are usually inversely correlated. So when the treasury yields go up, people tend to pull money out of risk assets into non-risky assets like bonds to earn yield because the returns are more attractive in bonds, right? That is why stocks and bonds are inversely correlated. Crypto is basically a tech stock now. That's how it trades. I'm going to get to you, Benny. I'm going to get to you in a sec, Benny. So crypto and tech stocks are essentially, um, you know, they trade in tandem. So the stock market was inversely correlated here. Look, look, we got this dip in bonds. Look at this. We got this dip in uh, the bond yields. We got the pump in stocks. They were kind of correlated here, but then we've seen now, you know, overall inverse correlation prevails. Stocks go down, bonds go up, and they intersect like that. Pretty simple. Tail is old as time. Crypto, however, look at this. Stock market dips, Bitcoin pumps. And look at how it started to decouple. Crypto was overly buoyant, is the word I would use. Overly buoyant. And we could see this all the way from December, how crypto just pumped way harder. Um, but even in recent months, crypto has been overly buoyant. So what's happening now is I think given some of the headwinds, the market is repricing crypto back to where it thinks it should be. Um, and this is resulting in now crypto stocks 
and Bonds readjusting. And that's why, despite the NASDAQ looking okay today, Bitcoin dropped because Bitcoin pumped when the, the, the NASDAQ dropped. So a little bit of repricing happening in front of us. Probably a potential headwind, but we need to look at the Bitcoin-specific charts to work that out. Now, obviously, correlation, decorrelation isn't always like a, the, the definitive reason behind, something, behind why something pumps or dumps, right? Because there's no time frame on correlation. Correlation, usually you have a higher percentage chance of nailing it over a long time horizon. Over a short time horizon, becomes hard to predict correlation. But you know at some point things are going to even out. And I think that's what's happening here. Someone said another 15% dump on the way. All right, first I want to get to Hex. Um, and then I want to get into the other coins. So let's go into coin market cap. Look at Hex. Not AI coins. I want Hex. I want to see how Hex is holding up. Oh, it's down. Boo-hoo. Boo-hoo, Hex. All right, let's get Benny up. Name and shame. Apparently, Hex users are unaffected. Apparently. Apparently. Oh, that total looks bad. We'll get into that in a second. Apparently, Hex users are completely unaffected. Completely. And I mean, fair fair play to you that the price has been bullish, but you're dumping just as much as everyone else, brother. That's a good guess. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's the only logical explanation. Um, I mean, it's been coming for a while, but it's like, the question really is, how much longer can Bitcoin stay decorrelated before it eventually comes back to its senses? Any big news? I'm on my phone looking for news, but I've just kind of come up to my own conclusion on the spot, and I may be wrong. There may be more stuff that comes out, but I think it's a combination of Bitcoin repricing, Asia selling um, a lot of crypto, a de-risking ahead of three three events. Macro, um, Mt. Gox, and ETH Shanghai. I think there's just a lot of headwinds, and the market probably decided, well, why the frick are we... Uh, why the frick are we pricing Bitcoin like we're pricing it when there's so many headwinds. And is there is there war stuff? I, I don't like talking about this that much because it's like, it's depressing, but someone's saying that there's more stuff on that front. But I, I don't know if there is over the last hour. I don't think that's the reason why the market dumped. Check now, no news. Um, there's no news news. Like, it's not like Binance is collapsing and that's why the market's dumping. There's no news news. But as I just said, there are major, major, major catalysts for why the market's um, dumping. Like, the major, major, major reasons. Uh, and there's like five of them. Macro headwinds with rate hikes. Shanghai. Mt. Gox. Repri- Actually, there's four. Repricing of Bitcoin versus um, equities which was going to happen at some point. So let's just go back into the normal Bitcoin chart now. Let's go candles. Um, and let's get rid of that. And let's add our volume bars back. Um, remember, oh, we're breaking down now. If you want to trade, um, is it, there's links in the description to OKX, which has a $10,000 mystery box. So 
look, maybe you'll, maybe you'll win some free cash to make the dump feel a little bit less harsh. Um, you can win up to 10K in the OKX mystery box. If you just deposit 50, you don't need to trade or anything. Um, make sure to read the terms and conditions though. You're probably not going to win 10K, full disclosure, but it's possible, theoretically. So yeah, OKX link in the description to open a mystery box. We've also got links to Bybit for the 30K sign-up bonus and BitGet for the $8,000 sign-up bonus. And obviously DEXs as well. Um, if, if you would like to trade on a DEX, KyberSwap for spot, G-Trade for perps. Should have listened to Randy called the dump last night, and I'll get back to that one after Paola. Um, Yeah, 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 for sure. We had a research call yesterday, actually. I'll give you some insight. And it, uh, fuck, we're actually kind of geniuses because we never agree on anything. But on that call, we all um sat there together and we all agreed we were kind of bearish. I said I was bearish, kind of. We, we weren't 100% sure, but I was like, I'm not feeling great about this. Um, Fred said he's not feeling great about this. Ran said he's not feeling great about this. Kyle, actually Kyle and Sheldon were the only ones that were like feeling good about the market that day. So I think we kind of just forecasted our own fate. Um, but it's really just off the back of just a lot of headwinds. It's like news, um, not news based, but future event related de-risking, I would say. I'm enjoying volatility. This is what makes it fun. I mean, for sure, especially if you're like a sadistic person like me that's like relatively out of the market now, um, I can just trade and just have fun with like the short-term adrenaline trades on these charts. So right now, I'm just looking for some entries. Uh, I mean, since I didn't get breakouts, since I was streaming, I, um, I'll um, i wait for a retest here for a, for a short entry. Or... Long on Agix looks decent. It's kind of contradictory, but maybe like I go long, sh- long Agix, short alts. Um, Phantom breakdown as well. 5,000 US loss. Fuck, bro. Sorry to hear that. I mean, but just full disclosure, my long-term portfolio would be down a lot. Because um, I have Bitcoin, ETH. I even have some, as I said, GNS. I've got some alts that I hold longer term. Uh, Phantom, yeah, I'd be down. Uh, I'd be down a lot on that. Um, but that's like I don't even care about that to be honest. That could that uh, that's just in the background. Um, just lost two hundred eighty k. We got a whale in the house. Well, if you want to uh, do me a favor, since you're a whale, use one of my description links for the uh, for the exchanges, please, because um, more <laughs> more trading equals more fees. <laughs> But I hope you. Uh, I'm just kidding. I hope you. Hope you. I uh, can turn that one around, man. That's pretty. That's pretty tough. You got wait. You got 280k stopped out, or you lost 280 on spot. 280 is crazy. Down 20k. Fuck you guys. Are um. Are you guys saying you're down 20k on spot, or are you leverage trading that much? Because if you're leverage trading that much, either you're like multi millionaires or. Because I would ne- I never open 25k like um I mean maybe occasionally I like I rarely open 25k trades uh leverage trades really Re- like almost never would open a leverage trade that big and like I have decent size like not not ran size but nothing you know nothing to snuff at and I still wouldn't open leverage that that huge um you lost 280 leverage trading. Fuck. Bro, were you like max long? Fuck, that hurts. 
Phantom long going well, almost 100% PL. Yeah, you must have gotten a good entry from this like 30 cent breakout. I did trade that 30 cent breakout actually. That was a good that was a good zone. I also got 43 and then I closed. Uh still in some phantom spot though. That's more like longer term. I, I like what they've got going on for, like with the uh FVM. I like what they've got going on with um some of the network upgrades. They've been pretty aggressive hiring devs. Cash balance is good. Fundamentally, like there's enough reasons for me to be a little bit long. 280k Indian rupees, not USD. Okay, that makes more sense if that is the case. What is that in USD? No, not 380, 280. 5,000 Aussie, so 4k US, 3.5k US. Euros? That's even worse. All right, bro, you're making me feel bad. I, I, I'm pretty sure you're a whale, though. I'm pretty sure you're a whale. Um, or you're just lying. It's fine. I'll, I'll I'll take your word for it. I don't think the bad to fam are liars, so I'll take I'll take your word for it. Um, lost two trillion <laughs> Venezuelan bolivars. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's a lot of cash. Um. The dangers of leverage. I mean, all, always use a stop loss. And this is the lesson here. Like, look at this. So, if you were long, right, you would have your stop loss under the 200 MA. Like, you shouldn't even have let yourself, and I'm not trying to name and shame if you have lost money, by the way. I'm just trying to use this as a learning experience. You should never have let yourself on a 10 to 15x leverage trade. Even consider holding anything lower than getting stopped out below the MA. Um, and for alts, like it was similar. Like Phantom, if you were long Phantom, you knew that your stop was going here. Uh, if you were long Sol, where's Sol? You knew that your, your stop was going under the previous um, support. So unless you're, you're using crazy leverage and that's why you're getting stopped out so so readily, then maybe you guys just didn't set your stops correctly. Someone said, what caused the dump? Uh, I've kind of gone over this already, but I know there's new viewers that are joining. But um, basically, like Malcox fears, Shanghai fears, uh, repricing of Bitcoin versus equities and bonds uh, and the Asian open, which was positive for stocks, but Asian Asia decided to dump crypto, basically. Someone said Silvergate, a little bit, but I don't... Like, yeah, Silvergate's a headwind. So if it gets a headwind, but I don't think it's like a reason why the market dumped definitively. Solana will be eight cents by the end of March. I mean, that'd be kind of crazy. Um, I kind of want to make a video on Solana and run through like a deep dive on the Solana metrics, the devs, the internal issues, um, like everything, like the, the benefits, the negatives, and give you guys some insight into that. So if you guys want more more insight into Solana, let me know if you want that video. It'll be a short video. It'll be like five to 10 minutes on the weekend, quickly, um, just short opinion uh, with, with, the, with the metrics. If you want that, let me know. I could do that. And I could also get like um, some more definitive like uh, TA on that. Someone said he just subscribed. Welcome to the channel as well. I saw that comment. Uh, yeah, welcome to the banter fam, bro. This is... um. This is, yeah, this is the place to be for crypto news. We're a team of five hosts that research 24-7. Crazy crypto degens. I'm, a, I'm more, my name's Miles. I'm more of a fundamentalist. 
Um, then you've got obviously Rand Fundamentals, Sheldon Carl, Technicals, and Hustle Gaming. So welcome to the fam. Is it okay to short? So, Josh, this is a case by case basis. Now, just want to make it clear I'm not a professional day trader. I day trade for fun. I'm more of an altcoin fundamentalist. I'm more of a DeFi guy, but I have been getting into trading recently with like sub 10% of my portfolio. I never, one trade will never eclipse like 0.5% of my portfolio, just to be clear on my risk parameters. But with that out of the way, I think whether you short now or long now is very altcoin dependent. So if you give me some coins, I can tell you based on those coins. Let's start with Bitcoin though, because this is a market leader. I would not short now. And by now, I mean at this very second, because we are currently bouncing off support at the, uh, and I want to get this percentage thing off. How do I get this percentage thing off? It's super annoying me. Um, I added, I added, uh, can we like get price back, please? Can we get price back, please? How do I get price back? Oh, here we go. Um, yeah, so with Bitcoin, I wouldn't short right now because we are kind of bouncing off this region. But since we are below the four hourly on the 200 MA, this is like a short zone. So this is bearish momentum now. So I would not ape into longs now either. I, I'm The better long zone is 21.5, much stronger support. So look, if you're really desperate to short now, I would short alts, not Bitcoin. Um, and I'd go 30, 30, 30, like 30 breakout, 30, uh, breakdown, sorry, 30 breakout, 30 retest, 30 confirmation. That is how I would trade it. So now we're going to look at the alts, right? ETH bouncing, not really a short for me. Sol shorts more at 21.22 at the retest. I already explained my logic behind Sol before. If you want to watch, I'm expecting like price to, to come up a little bit. And if, we start to see the bears eat eat the bulls at that level and the momentum starts to slow down, then I'll look at shorting. Ajix, still actually a long for me. In fact, off the bounce from the zone, we're already up 2%. So not really interested in shorting this one. Too much relative strength. This is how I would like hedge long. I think it's one of the stronger coins in this market. Um, not that you guys need to hedge because you're probably already quite long. Let's look at other old coins though because it is case by case. Phantom, yeah, I would short at this level. 43 and yeah i think now now is not a short at all you've missed it but i i did say if you want to catch the breakout short a little bit earlier uh you, you could get 30 percent in so 30 30 30 rule so the first 30 you've missed you and some of you may have got it uh from before but the ones that have missed it you want to wait for that retest then look at your second 30 percent. someone wants optimism and that's why i say it's case by case every old coin looks different uh op i don't actually have any trends for but i can draw them in um Okay, just getting my bearings. Often I need a second with the chart to try and read it. Um, so not a clear, that's a terrible diagonal, but you can, I mean, it's not the best, but it's a momentum gauge. Let's put, let's make this smaller. Let's also look at some horizontal confluence uh, and let's go. Okay, four hourly breakdown of the 200 MA. So that would be your first uh, short scenario. Breakdown of like a very loose diagonal trend. Don't love it, but um, it's there anyway for confluence. 
probably the stronger level now becomes this horizontal though. So this is obviously the level we bounced off. Previous zone, we had multiple touches, so we could see bounce, support, um, flipped into support later, and acted as support twice, also being like the key springboard behind like major price pumps. So that level is like your big... Remember that you got to differentiate size when it comes to trading. You want to short big, you want to wait for that break of this level and retest. That's going to be your big short. You want to make a little bit of money off a short, like a small trade, obviously coming with less size, then you would look at shorting on the breakdown of, um, you know, 30% here um, on the breakout slash breakdown of the uh, 200MA, another 30% in the retest, and then more on the confirmation. And that would be your short there, closing out at 24. That is a short trade. That's like a plan that you would execute over this range. That isn't like big money. Bigger money comes at the big breakout. So you guys have to remember when you're shorting stuff, you don't ape into shorts on like small breakouts. You, you want to wait for the, the big breakouts to open big positions. So if we get a four hourly close on OP under this level, then yeah, it probably becomes a decent short. Um, we look at that on the hourly as well, and it's a similar story. But right now, it's sort of short, and probably like the next 30% comes in at the retest on the four hour uh, of the uh, of the 200MA. That would be like, a, 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 I guess like beer money is a way to describe it. Beer money means small money retest trade, rent money, so money you can pay your whole rent off, comes on, on bigger breakouts. This isn't that yet. This hasn't become that yet. Uh, let's look at some other alts, though. Let's see what we're seeing in the market. Near protocol is breaking down of a pretty key level. Only thing I'm wary of is we had this fake out here, so I'm not super confident in, in the near trade because of that. Uh, let's look at Matic. Wow. Matic's interesting because we had the break flip it to support, retest, and then the breakdown, obviously, with a lot of Matic FUD um, and just general bearishness towards Polygon. We saw the breakdown from range highs, double retest, breakdown of the 200MA. Very bearish price action, horrible price action, actually. Uh, but it's not a short now. It's not a mid... I wouldn't short this mid-range. I would short this at 125, to be honest. It's just not right short. You had clear short opportunities Um here would have been my first entry. Here would have been my second entry. And then here would have been my third entry. Why are those my three entries? And it's often important to look at this in ret in retrospect because this will give us like indications as to how to trade things like this in the future. Um, and we'll see this better on the hourly. So the first one is the, the, break the breakdown of the key level. Second one's the retest. So the retest was actually like, what was it? Uh, two days apart between your first entry and your second entry. You'd already be in profit though, so you'd be sitting pretty. Second entry, probably take profits at this zone. Um, then third entry, obviously you get the breakdown, kind of like a, uh, a double top, similar to the phantom pattern, but on the alley instead. And then third entry happens on the breakdown of the next horizontal. And then, yeah, you end up averaging your entries into what would have been a uh, one, two, three, like a 128 um, average entry. And that would be roughly like a 9% move down, 10x leverage you've got. No, wouldn't necessarily recommend 10x, but on 10x, you've got a nice 90% um, move there, 45% profits on 5x. That's how I would have played Matic. Uh, you, let's have a look at some of the other coins, see how they're going. What else do you guys want me to chart? Someone's KDA. Don't know if KDA is that interesting chart-wise. Um, quant. Someone wants Quant. 
I don't like Quant that much. <sighs> this looks terrible. Okay, ignore this. You can't even short that. It just looks too bad. What are you on about? What is a buy stop? What is a buy stop, Gillian? If you tell me, like, I'm talking about short scenarios here, not not uh, long short, not long stop losses. I uh, I mean, so with Quant, I'll actually answer the question. With Quant, yeah, you would want to see like a push up into this zone before we look at shorting, uh, uh, like, yeah, opening a short. Just can't really buy after like a like a dump. I've I've stated the reason a couple times. Uh but again, Mt. Gox, Shanghai, uh, Asia selling, as well as obviously like Silvergate, and then macro headwinds with you know CPI. I could show you this now. Oh, I, actually, I deleted the 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 charts, but Italy, sorry, Europe and pa- Pakistan above expectations, and obviously our meetings pretty soon with CPI in fourteen days. Someone wants. Rose render Ada. Okay, let's do render again. All the people that are short have their buy stops. Yeah, I was struggling to understand that. I, I'm not trying to be rude. I just genuinely, I just don't really understand what you're saying. Um, yeah. Not trying to be condescending, I just, yeah. If I can't understand a question, I can't really answer it. Um, so render, 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 render. That the, the big money here from a short perspective is the breakdown of 134, but it may not break down. This may just be a retest buy opportunity. So see how price reacts here. Uh, but, you know, once again, it, it's not really in my thesis to long here. Why wouldn't I long here? Well, because we're below the 200 MA on the four hourly. And I like to long above that. Let's check the daily though, because maybe for from a long term perspective you can long. Um, it's very far away though. It's like what solid forty five percent away. So don't love don't love longing here unless it's a scalp like long back up to like the MA, which is like could be a big one, but you're relying on like a lot of uh, you're relying on demand coming in for render here, which it has so far. But let's just see. Let's see. It's we can't make a rush decision based on on the dump. I'm in Europe. You're awake. What time is it in Europe? Let's see London. What time is it in London? Two a.m. And then like, what about Central Europe? What about like I don't know, like Rome or something? Three a.m. It's just an hour ahead. Yeah, late for you, bro. Late. Appreciate you watching the show this late. Um, pretty happy with this tip. Could have been much worse. Market's still in good shape. Stay positive, everyone. Yeah, I mean, I'm talking very short term. I've been talking short-term for the last 20 minutes, right? Based on short-term setups because, you know, it's fun to trade short-term. But you got to remember perspective where we sit. We're still massively off lows at 15.7. We tried to test range high. We got rejected. There are some bearish catalysts right now which are causing uh, this breakdown. But I now am becoming more interested in in some altcoin buys, but not not long term buys. You guys know I'm not long term buying now, but more more interested in like shorter term buys because there are project narratives 
that can perform irrespective of the market, to be honest, or at least like we get a reversal and they pump. So a few of them I'll be talking about on Sunday in my Sunday stream, but I'm starting to look at not now, like not today, like not right this second, but looking at getting into some of these alts for the shorter term holds. Jordan says people are forgetting that the real compounded inflation numbers much higher CPI numbers are an illusion that only reveal the rate of inflation coming down, not actual inflation. Uh, compounded. Well, it's not really compounded, though, because it's year on year. Like, it, like it's, it's, it's aggregating for the year. It's not saying, like, the mark... It's not saying the US CPI is up 6% on the month, and then the next month it's up another 6%. Then, obviously, your inflation is, like, 200% a year. But yeah, it's I, I do I do agree that CPI numbers are more of an indicator, and this is all the market really care about. It's an indicator of momentum in terms of you know is inflation getting better or is it getting worse? Jay said, "When do we buy?" It depends on your time horizon. So as I said, long term, I'm not buying. Like not really interested anywhere above twenty twenty k. Really, just not interested. Bad risk reward to be like max long right now. That's why I'm like 30, 40% cash. Just shit risk reward. When I say buying, I mean more like short-term trades. It's going to depend on the alt. It's going to depend on the alt. I want to see a clear Bitcoin reversal. Uh, now looks like there's a chance we come down to 21.5. Probability has increased a lot. Let's see. If Bitcoin reverses, starts to consolidate, then I'll look at um, accumulating. But I want to see some consolidation. The one thing I've learned in crypto is... You don't need to rush. There's a great saying, actually. When, if your goal is to make money, act slowly. And if your goal is to protect money, act quickly. And most of the the question, when do we buy, is geared towards making money, obviously. That's why you're buying. You want to make money. So if I'm buying to make money, then would I really be be rushing in on an hourly candle like this? No. Not really. Because we know how these dumps work. We get consolidation, and then there can often be a, a second leg down. Um, We could even reclaim half this candle and then come back down. Like, that's a pretty normal uh, market response. You know? And also, this isn't crazy buy volume. This isn't super strong. We're dropping because of shorts formation. Yeah, well, on the four hour, yeah, we did get that breakdown of two key levels, 200 MA and the horizontal. Coinbase outage? Is that really a thing? Hmm. But I think it's only down if it is down. Do I trust this link? I guess I'll trust it. Yeah, look at all the problems detected. It's probably down because the market's dumping and people are panicking and hopping on. It's probably why. But yeah. Or is it a planned outage? Nah, it's March 4th. It's March 3rd today. Let's see how they come out and respond. It's not the reason why the market dumped, but it doesn't help. 
Markets have managed to prove most of us wrong by not going up enough and not going down again. That was two hours ago, right? I've been told Bitcoin will replace the entire bond market. Let's see what some of these other people are saying. Um, maintenance could be. ETH Unlock, this is something I'll talk about tomorrow in a show, but ETH Unlock's a big thing at the end of the month. That's one of the um, reasons why we got this this dump. Okay, Gainsey and uh, BitLord are posting. Why are my orders filled, you dicks? See, the, the following tab on Twitter is much better because it's actually like, up to date. Let's see what people are saying. Uh... <laughs> A lot of rubbish. We will dump quickly off the lows, leaving all crypto bag holders into permanent community members. Helpful. Um, There's this huge trend in men's success, shaming drinking. Okay. Becca needs to get with the memo that there's a market dump. I realize I'm a let's see how things break kind of guy. Okay. It's rubbish. Anyone got any actual alpha on Twitter? Just another night in the crypto casino. Notice how red pre-market is. Interesting. Could potentially be another one of those headwinds we spoke about, um, which I guess is under the macro-related basket. But yeah, we just saw the NASDAQ tick red on pre-open. Um, one of the reasons why probably Bitcoin followed. Someone said dark mode. Nah, I'm a light mode guy. I, I get a lot of um, scrutiny for that. But for some reason, I just prefer light mode. I don't know why. Dark mode at night, light mode during the day. I feel like that's a good uh, combo. All right. Uh, CFX with a tight stop. Consider it a very risky environment. It is a risky environment. It's certainly not... Um, it's not trade as heaven, at least for long. Nah, I don't like dark mode. I don't like it. I don't know why. I just don't like it. What's your favorite movie? Oh. And while I'm waiting, we'll get up the CFX chart. What's your favorite movie? Um, 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 hard question. And, 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 and. This is a really boring answer, but I really do like The Wolf of Wall Street. I just, like, I know it's cliche, but I do like it. Uh, I actually met Jordan Belford as well in Miami. Um, 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 I actually met him in, uh, yeah, it's actually one of my favorite movies. I actually met the actual wolf. It was great. It was yeah, funny. I went cl- clubbing with him one night. We had dinner and stuff. Um, that's one of them. What else is one of my other favorite movies? Leave yours in the comments below as well. I'd love to hear it. Lion King's great. Yeah, I have a bunch of childhood movies I loved, like Lion King, Hercules, like that whole Disney era when I was a kid was the best. TV show-wise, Breaking Bad's the best show ever. You're using dark mode on the TV. The TV's off. We can turn it on, but the TV's off. Be funny if I could, like, I could actually swerve this. Be cool if I could get, like, charts on or something. 
as like a background. That would actually be sick for the shows. Yeah, Disney Disney was the best. Um, Cocaine Bear. Is that good? I've been meaning to see that. Okay, so CFX. Let's just update this chart. Don't want the web. Get off the web. Uh, Let's update this chart. So... Now my PlayStation's on. This is the chillest stream I've seen from Miles. Uh, you're 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 watching it. Um, wow, that's loud, super loud. Um, this is like Sunday style. Usually, what I do on on Sundays is this, like just chart, chill, hang out. Uh, the start of the stream was intense, and it was like full Mount Gox news, and then it turned, it ended up turning um into this because of what happened with the market. So yeah, it's chill now. I'm not a... I'd say I'm a lot of things. I wouldn't say chill's one of them. I'd say I'm very unchill uh, as a person, which is good and bad. But I think right now... I think in crypto, it's good not to be chill. Too chill and get wrecked. Dark side, The dark side of Oz. See, look, it's 1.34 p.m. now, you can see. Also, if you guys haven't seen my room... I got a cool, um, got a nice couch. It's kind of like a bit of a cinema room. Then obviously we got the 65 inch OLED. Oh, and I got this insane monitor. Ah, you can't really see it because I glued my thing in. It's like a, what is it? The G9 Samsung. You can see it now. Curved. It's like a massive curved monitor. Favorite stream style, not going to lie. Carl's a genius. I got to watch at 0.75 speed. You know what? My shows, I think you, sometimes you got to watch them at 0.5x speed because I speak so quick. But yeah, it's nice to chill for a bit in terms of the, you know, not being so full on. They're the best, man. Uh, the only thing that would make the, the G9 monitors better is if they were 4K. Uh, they're not quite 4K res which like isn't really a problem to be honest but like I'm um I don't know like I like OLED if it was OLED curved 4K with 200 hertz refresh which I don't even know is possible but if it is then that would be the best but that would also cost like 10 grand I'm pretty sure making a curved OLED 45 inches would be like a lot of money with that kind of refresh rate so I don't like yeah the couch is goaded yeah it's 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 uh it's a good couch so it's a nice couch. It actually goes back. It's an edit- editable, adjustable couch. You can put the backs back and make it like a bed almost. We'll get the lighting behind. Um, Yeah. All right. So let's continue going over the charts. And then afterwards, um, I don't know. If nothing's happening, then I'll head off. Uh, let's just see though. Let's see. Any old coins you want me to chart, I'll chart for the next few minutes. Your accent's perfect. Thank you. Ran said it was horrible the other day on the show. And then I said, South African accents are horrible. 
And then we got into a fight about what accent's better, the Australian accent or the South African accent. I'm 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 very biased, but come on, no one could no one in the world thinks South African sounds better than Australian, right? Or am I just wrong? Am I completely off the mark? But let me know. Let me know. But uh, uh yeah, he took shots at me. He said um he said Mars's accent is like No, he didn't say Mars, he said Australians sound awful. He said if you if you were ever in bed with an Australian and you heard them speak, you'd be like turned off instantly or something like that. <laughs> he was going crazy. Um <laughs> We always have the accent discussion, but fuck. Um, H-bar. This is not the H-bar chart. This is total market cap chart. I apologize. USDT on Bybit. Okay. So. Yeah, we had the retest of support. Split decision. Scotland skeps yeah, Scottish is pretty bad. Um, okay, H bar. So we had the bounce uh, of support still pretty similar to like Bitcoin, which also bounced. I'll show you main list bang, also bounced. Difference is like the wick landed on the on the horizontal. Four hour still below, still pretty bearish. Hourly still below, yeah. Also looking kind of bearish, but I guess you know, bounce your support. That is your like last reprieve if you're along. Angela likes it, at least Angela likes it. Is this live? Of course, it's live. How could I uh answer questions not live, Pedro? Also, if it's pre-recorded, it's usually edited, and you'll usually know because it'll be a premiere, not a stream. Uh, okay, so Rose on the four-hour bounced off, broke down from its highs. This was a very key zone for Rose. I'll make it even more bold so you can see because I know my charts are like a bit small on the hourly. I don't know how to get them bigger. Like Kyle's are super big. I don't know how to get it big like that. Um, but yeah, basically, Rose broke down. Extension above, similar to Matic actually. Breakdown back below. This would have been the first short. This is probably the second short. And then you also got that. We also just broke out of, and I'll make this bigger, the diagonal as well. And then a perfect bearish retest. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I was trading Rose. I would have nailed it. Um, that is like a great short setup. But it's obviously done now. Um, look, somehow if it can climb back up and then starts to look, look bad, then you can go for another short. Kyle is thick. I wonder who can bench press more, me or Kyle? wonder if I can... Uh, I think Kyle's probably got a better squat than me. I think I can probably def- deadlift more than him, though. But I think w- when you said thick, you meant accent. Not physical, but I don't know. I went there. Miles can lift more than Kyle. I-, I-, I don't look as big, but I think I can. 
Carl is 10 years older, though, so... Like, he should... No, he's not 10 years older. That's a lie. He's, like, seven, six years old. Seven years old. Do you like Nelson Mandela? That is a really weird question. Because it's off topic. Um, I didn't know the guy personally. I like some of what he stood for. Don't know him personally, though. <laughs> Luke, you're a, you're a joker, bro. Um, <laughs> funny comment. So, Rose, we had the breakdown. Let's just look through a, a couple of other alts. Let's see if there's any setups. What I want to find is like a couple setups that we're just starting to break, like laggers. Um, but a lot of these are like, um, look at the, look at how on the four hour on Mina, how the EMA is like literally hugging the trend. It's like almost hard to distinguish. Of course I'm not South African, bro. Fucking hell, mate. Bloody, bloody Aussie, mate. Um, <laughs> so after the tutorial that I did a few days ago on how to code trading bots on ChatGPT, if you click on videos on CryptoVanta, you'll, you'll see that Joby did tried Rust. He said it worked while I tried Move both were flawless. Wow. Wow. So ChatGPT can code Rust and Move languages. Just Solana and Sui Aptos. Oh, the amount of comments I hear. The amount of comments I see like this. It's just the beginning of the mother of all crushes. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no, everyone. Sell. Um. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez. Doesn't look like the mother of all crushes to me. It looks like a bit, just a little correction. But um, anyway, yeah. So this this is good. Uh, if you're a shorter, you, we, we just want to see a little retest here. So probably like 6% move up. Strong bounce and I would I would short for sure. I'm so hungry, by the way. I'm going to get a huge lunch. I'm starving. Then I'm going to go to the gym. Shit, I should go to the gym before I get lunch though or I'll be too full at lunch. I mean, I'll be too full at the gym. But then, but I'm too hungry now. Fuck, these are the, these are the really difficult decisions that you got to make in life, guys. While you guys are worrying about whether you want a long or short, I'm worrying about whether I should go to the gym before or after lunch. That's a, that's a real dilemma. So I want to wait for this uh, push-up. Mina's strong, though. But, like, yeah, then again, like, there's confluence of freaking three. When you get three, if, you, if you're trading just on diagonals, like, I, I get why, why a trade would fail. But if if you have... Like a diagonal and the horizontal and the 200 MA all lining up like we're seeing here. Like that's a freaking strong like confluence for a short. Like I'm pretty confident shorting. Pre-workout eat after. Fuck. I'd love to just have a massive meal now. But I, I, I'm going to follow your advice. I'm kind of bulking at the moment. I'm not that lean, but I don't know. I'm still bulking. I just prefer putting on muscle. Cutting's boring. Um... Take a light snack, Paolo says. Yeah, yeah. All right, light snack, protein shake and two eggs. And then gym. And then afterwards, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but like 
something huge, something ab- obnoxious. I don't know, two burritos, two burgers, something like that. Something crazy. Um, you should have gone to sleep. Yep. Yep, you should have. Unless you're a trader, then you probably milked it off the uh, off the shorts. I'm seeing your comments. Market going down. Is it? Oh my God, what? Is it really going down? Uh, yeah, so probably, yeah. Okay, so that's Mina. Uh, let's look at Gala. I want to look at Gala. I still sing the alphabet every time I try and find something in alphabetical order, by the way. Don't know if anyone else does that. If that's just me. McDonald's? Nah, I'm off it now. It's shit. I'd rather get a proper burger. You need your mummy? I, uh, yeah. Sometimes we just need bit of motherly motherly love to deal with the crypto uh crypto dumps ribeye steak good that is a good shout i can't be bothered cooking but maybe i can go to a pub and eat it and do some work there quick shocked thumbnail face i'm pretty sure the thumbnail of this video nails it though bro ah, come on bro if you saw that in your feed you're clicking and it's even got the bug eyes even got the bug eyes. Look. I look like a little... I don't know. I look like... I, I don't look human, firstly. <laughs> but, come on. You, you're clicking on that. <laughs> That's the face. See, now you guys can't say I clickbaited you. Because I actually did the face in the video. So, you can't say I clickbaited. It's not clickbait. Pupils dilated. Thumbnail caused the crash. Yeah, because we did this show three hours ago before the crash. So we we predicted the crash through the thumbnail. Not going to lie, you clicked on that. Let's see how many people... Let's go back end and actually see how many people clicked on it. Because, um... And I'm just hiding this just in case I show, like, our monthly revenue, which isn't great because you don't make much money off uh, ad rev. Um, Lucky I did hide because it did actually come up. Uh, let's see what the CTR is. CTR is the click-through rate of like how many people click. Yeah, look at this. 13.9% of people clicked, uh, which is a lot. The average is 7%. So there you go. Maybe we did cause the crash. Let's see where people are coming from. YouTube, notifications. Shout out notification gang. Shout out notification. If you don't have notifications on, Click on notifications so you don't miss uh, a stream. Anyways, let's get on with the crypto stuff. Notification gang. Shout out notification gang. So, all right, we got Gala breaking down. See, the annoying thing is a lot of these already broke out. So, like, so the way I, like, I can't lie to you guys. Like, I'm not going to ever lie. My trading strategy as I said earlier, it's 30, 30, 30. So I, I like to enter on the breakout or breakdown. I like to enter on the retest and I like to enter on confirmation. So with a lot of these charts, we've already had the breakout. So you are, if you're 30% in now, that's good. That's what you probably should have done. Um, 
But if you're looking for that next entry, it's alt specific. You're gonna need that retest of a, of of these levels, right? Um, near protocol. Once, as I said, I don't really want to trade that because it, it just faked us out last time. Let's have a look at some other coins that are potentially decent setups. Uh, don't like trading Adam Avax. Where's Avax? Avax similar. Avax similar. Uh, Fracture. This is really hot right now because of uh, LSDs, but it's pulled back. Oh, we're actually almost in my Fracture buy zone. Okay, for frac share, I'm going to make an exception because I'm a frac bull. Uh, just buy some fracs at 980. Not financial advice. But, well, fuck. I don't know. Just don't buy fracs at 980. I don't know what you want me to tell you. That's my chart, all right? Look at the chart, observe it, make your own decision. Don't buy fracs at 980. There you go. Um, what else have we got? Lido. LSD is probably going to outperform. See, like, I'm not looking at longing every alt, but there are, there are some alts which I'd rather long. Like Lido, I'd rather long Lido. Why would I rather long Lido? LSDs are going to be strong into Shanghai. And yeah, that's a decent long, probably in this zone. So there are some coins I, I, I want to shorten. There are some coins I'd rather long. Frax, I'd rather long. Lido, I'd rather long. There are some narrative plays I'd rather long. GNS, I'd rather long. Not even considering shorting them. Um... This is kind of the zone there for that long. Lido's holding good. Yeah, look at this. Look at this. This is crazy. Um, where is my freaking brush tool? There we go. Look at this. All of those were higher lows. Till we make a lower low, which is here. I'm not bearish Lido, to be honest with you. Dips are for buying until we make a... Um, dips are for buying on Lido until we make a lower low. And the other thing is, as I said, I like trading long when we're above the 200 MA on the 4 hourly, which we are. We are above the 200 MA on the 4 hourly. It's nice price action. So then I long. Basically, trading's not that hard. If... If you're getting a, a, a continued bearish trend, you short more than you long. And if you're getting a continued bullish trend, you long more than you're short. And there are indicators that can help us understand that, like the 200MA and, and, our, and our horizontal levels and our diagonals and our stock RSIs and all that sort of stuff. But it's a simple game at its core. And that's why I would rather long Lido and Frax because their price actions are better. Similar thing with Frax. Okay, we did kind of like... Have a, have a reversal here. But in general, you know, we still had a higher low. So that's why this level is is one I'm looking at. What else? Rocket pool, RPL, in a similar category. LSDs are just the dominant coins in this market. Um, very hard to chart this due to, due to its lack of historical data. But we can chart it like that. That had a breakdown. So I'm not as bullish on that. But then again, I do like... Rocket pool in the context of LSDs. Maybe this is a dip worth buying at the next um, support. Once again, there's no freaking historical data on this. So, like, that's really the only level you're going to get. Um, only launched in Jan. When somebody doesn't have historical data, extremely hard to trade it. 
Uh, Lido and Frax probably prefer for that reason from a TA perspective. But fundamentally, if you're training LSDs, Rocket Pool's decent. Uh, they're the longs. There are also some longs I'm going to talk about on, on, on Sunday. Trading's not hard. All right. You can take this. The thing is, Nick, you can take it either way. It, it's hard to make money, but the principles aren't hard to learn. Maybe that's a better distinction for you. So yeah, it is hard. Like It's e- extremely hard to make money. And that's why like it takes a while to become a good trader. But trading's not hard at its core. It's, it's based on momentum. So hopefully that distinction helps. But yeah. The money part's hard. The uh, the momentum part's not so hard. But at the end of the day, we're here to make money. So maybe it is hard. <laughs> what about Filecoin? Uh, yes, let's look at Filecoin again. I did look at this earlier. Oh, it's shaky. The problem with me is, although we've got this EMA test, it's in the middle of its range. I'd much rather just buy this thing at 520, to be honest. And this price action is not great. So that's a clear lower low. Like, okay, you can't long into a lower low. So you got to wait for support, got to wait for a reversal. Um,. Got to wait for a clear bounce off this MA on the four hour and and obviously reclamation of the previous levels, this level. You know, if, if we do bounce and reclaim, so bounce, reclaim, then I would start looking at laddering into longs again on the shorter time frames. But like, seriously, this is like, um, it's just cleared like a key zone to the downside. So it's not, it's not a long right now, I don't think. Coinbase stock, where do we buy? Depends what country you're in. Whatever your exchange broker is in your country. For me, that's like Comsec in Australia. Any regulated brokerage. Yeah, use something regulated. Don't just ape in on a DEX. I don't know how I feel that derivatives like being securities and stuff. STX, good one, because this is actually a relative strength play. And I talked about, really good suggestion. I forgot about STX. This is one that I talked about in more depth yesterday. STX. And this doesn't have much historical data either. It's like Rocket Pool. It's extremely hard to trade for that reason. So we'll go on to the alley as well since there's not much data. And the MA is irrelevant. So, yeah. Broke down pretty convincingly from its uh, trend. That was the trend from the show. We bounced, broke down, started to retest, couldn't get their dump. Also shot through horizontal as well. Not the strongest horizontal, mind you, because of the lack of historical data. Not every horizontal's made the same. Like there are horizontals that are freaking important, like Bitcoin 25K, that are like literally like make or break zones. And then there are like little ones like this where you get, you know, a few tests, axes like rough resistance, then you can draw it in. Since Stacks has only been listed since Feb, a couple weeks, you can't trade. Uh, you can't trade crazy on on a horizontal. So, I would leave this one. Um, I would leave this one from a TA perspective. From a long perspective, watch the show the other day. Work out if you're bullish on 
um, yesterday's show. Work, work out if you're bullish on ordinals and Bitcoin NFTs and DeFi. Bitcoin still hanging out. Asian stocks now ticking down after opening in the green. Also, futures for NASDAQ and Dow ticking down. Once the big exchanges pick it up, the price is going to blow up. This is actually a valid way of trading, looking at like which exchange certain coins are listed on and like hoping for listing pumps. Pretty valid trade, actually. I've got a couple small caps that I want to share that I'm that I'm interested in accumulating, but I don't know if I should yet. I will. I don't want to tease you. I'm going to share one. And I don't have my entry yet, so I'm screwing myself over, but I'll tell you. Because community first. Community first over personal gain. Uh, and then maybe I buy later. It's on OKX. If you want to trade stacks, they are a partner as well as um they're they're on a lot already. Alright, someone wants me to share it. Okay, fine, whatever. I don't have an entry yet. I want an entry, full disclosure. I mean I do have an entry from a while ago, but I don't have like a recent entry. It's liquid driver. It's down today. A lot. It's on my watch list. I'm not saying any more about that until Sunday. Now, I don't think you necessarily need to ape, and I haven't aped either, because I just haven't. I just don't feel the need. I don't feel the pressure with Bitcoin dropping to like ape into phantom positions. And also with phantom dropping, look at this. Um, with phantom dropping uh, and breaking down, like, yeah, it, it, it's bearish. So, like, I'm not buying right now, but they are doing some cross-chain stuff, and they're going to net zero emissions. And... I had a chat to one of the team members yesterday and I was pretty impressed with some of the upcoming stuff they've got. So that's on my watch list to accumulate. So see, this is what I mean. Like I'm a bit of an altcoin degen. There's a lot of small cap altcoins that I'll buy just based on like pure narrative trades. And oftentimes they only need a little bit of momentum. Like Phantom can like, let's use the liquid driver example. Phantom could like reclaim and then just like do this for like a month. And then like liquid driver could 10x because all it needs is stability to pump. So a lot of these small altcoins, all you need is stability uh, because they're like relative strength trades. So I've got a few of those altcoins that I'll share on Sunday. Sunday will be the show where I go deep into them. I'll also give you my buy um, plan. Oh, stack off the other stacks. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so that's that liquid driver I'm looking at. A couple others as well couple things in the gamble fire space some i've spoken about before mpx i've spoken about before that's still on my list that thing's not dropping pre-launch um so yeah remember if you do want to trade anything we've got a few options for you uh okx for a centralized exchange get a ten thousand dollar sign up bonus kyber swap if you're trading on a dex so if you want to trade um spot on a dex then you can obviously okx is leverage g trade is leverage trading as well as apex for um for dex trading so apex is an order book g trade is an oracle based dex and then you've got bybit and bitget with their decently sized uh giveaways so there's plenty of options in the description for you to choose from but all of them basically uh bar like one or two have pretty big sign up bonuses so if you don't yeah if you want to get involved um links in the description to those exchanges what do i personally use 
to be honest, I use most of the products. Like, for example, if I'm swapping like on a Dex, I'll use KyberSwap because it aggregates. If I'm leverage trading, I'll use a mixture of OKX, BitGet, or um, Bybit. And I actually recently started playing around with Apex. Uh, not just started. I've been doing it for a couple months, but it's fairly good as well. Exactly, Dan boy. Exactly. Exactly. Looks good to me. Might be crazy. GRT. I'll do GRT. I'll do two more, then I'll go. Because right, it's not really moving much past Asian, Asian Open. Uh, GRT. Ooh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This becomes a decent short. So if we break out, I mean, you could consider 30% now, to be honest, because it has broken out. Um, But like remaining 66% happens on the retest and then the confirmation break. And then probably take profits at 13 cents. Not a huge trade that. 6%. I mean, if you 5x leverage, 30%. That's a trade I'd look at. Um, Yeah. Favorite Australian-based band or singer? Oh dear, I don't really have any. I I I I love US rap. I'm more into like Drake, J Cole, Future, Juice, M. That kind of stuff. Kendrick. Not really that into uh, Australian music, to be honest. At all. Don't mind like Jungle Giants or like, um. As a kid, I used to listen to a lot of Jet. I think they're from Newcastle. But yeah, not really. Tame Impala. Tame Impala, probably. Tame Impala's probably my favorite. I think Tame Impala's my favorite. But, like, I'm more into rap. Not great. Not, oh, Kid Leroy. Oh, no, he's kind of American now, but he is Australian. He's from Waterloo in Sydney. So I'd say, yeah, Kid Leroy, Tame Impala. Okay, I'm going to leave it here, but I will be posting a video tomorrow. So I'll see you tomorrow. Uh, if anything crazy happens, like some huge breakdown, I'll keep you updated on my Twitter. Uh, yeah. And until then, I think that's it. Because the market isn't really moving. You, you've you got the setups for many altcoins now. You've got my general thesis. I gave you a couple gems. Um, I explained... Okay, that's me. I don't know why I'm connected to my own thing. Um, I explained my, you know thesis with Mt. Gox earlier. So if you want to watch the Mt. Gox, if you joined later in the show and you just joined for the TA segment, maybe go back and watch the Mt. Gox section. It started 10 minutes in and it went to about 40 minutes. That explains like one of the reasons why the market's dumping right now. And I give you my full opinion on that. So if you're interested, maybe go back and watch that. But until then, I hope everyone has a lovely day. One of the gems, I mean, I've just got a couple on Phantom Andy that I'm looking at accumulating. I'm not in a rush, but fat, it's uh, Liquid Driver and MPX. Um, but I'm not buying now. I'm waiting. Uh, so, yeah. Also, Popsicle Finance could be a funny like meme trade. I saw Drake on Digital do a post about Popsicle like being the new Elon equivalent, but with Daniela Sesta. I don't know. I feel like it might be worth picking up some of that too. 
but not 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 doing it yet. Not in a rush for any of this. Just preparing. And on Sunday, I'll do a three-hour live where we dig deeper into this. But I've got lots of content dropping over the weekend. I've got my trading bot dropping. I've got my um, Ethereum Shanghai full deep dive dropping. I might even do a Solana video. So I've got a lot that I'll that I'll work on uh, today and tomorrow. And then yeah, you'll you, you'll you'll see me over over the whole week. But I hope everyone enjoyed the stream. And until then, I will see you in the next one, which will be tomorrow. Peace out, guys. Have a lovely day.